Blog Talk Radio. You know, when we talk about history, we think in terms of Columbus discovering America. If you're like I was when I was a little kid growing up, why Columbus discovered America, and we have a holiday on October the 12th every year that we celebrate the discovery of America. One day, I was traveling with my wife in Illinois, and she looked over at me and she said, well, would you like to visit one of the pyramids here in Illinois? And I said, pyramids? And she said, yes, there's about seven or eight of them here, and uh, not far from here, just a few miles, is one of those big pyramids. And I said, well, who built it? And she said, well, nobody seems to know. And I said, well, how big is it? And she said, well, it's uh, several hundred feet high, and it covers several acres. It's as big as the Great Pyramid of Egypt. And I was amazed. I'd never heard of such a thing. I said, here in Illinois, there's a pyramid? And she said, yes, not just one, but seven or eight. And I said, yeah, i got to see this. And so we <clears throat> drove off the main highway, and we drove a little while, and pretty soon here out in the middle of the flatlands of Illinois, rising on the horizon was this big hill. We drove over to the big hill. It was covered by brush and trees. And, and uh, we went into the park. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a state park. And uh, <clears throat> paid our fee, and we walked in. I stood at the bottom of it, and I looked at this, and I said, hmm, why is it that I have been educated in America, went to the public school system, and here is a monument 400 feet high sitting in the middle of a cornfield covering about 15 or 20 acres of ground, a humongous mound of earth, and I never heard about it. And I'm 42 years old. Never heard about it. Well, it's not the only thing that I haven't heard about. It's not the only thing that you probably hadn't heard about. But have you ever heard about Egyptian hieroglyphics here in America? Have you heard about any monuments, writings, or coins found here in America that predate Columbus? How about Irish ogham writing, Phoenician coins, Roman pottery, Norse burial mounds found in West Virginia, Georgia, Michigan, Arkansas, Illinois, Iowa, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Colorado, just to name a few places where these sites and these discoveries have been found. And then ask yourself, what did you hear when you went to school, when you went to college? Maybe you're an archaeologist or an anthropologist. Did you ever hear about America B.C.? Well, we've heard about the Indians, and we ascribe these monuments and these strange phenomena to these Indians who deny them. And when you ask the Indians of Illinois, did you or your people or any, any history in the past build these pyramids out here? And they'll tell you, nope, nope, we didn't build them. Do you know who did? And they'll say, nope, nope, we don't know who did. We don't know who built them. We didn't, but there they are. And they are totally ignored in the literature. I mean ignored like they never existed. It's not the first time I've ever seen this kind of hiding the truth. We see it in politics. We see it in economics. We see it in medicine. And the truth is we find it in science also. For instance, in March of 1493, the Catholic Church was presented with an unforeseen problem. Christopher Columbus had just landed in Lisbon after an eight-month voyage. 
that was to have taken him to the Indies. But instead of going to the Indies, it had led him to discover a new world. And the difficulty now confronting the prelates of the Catholic Church was that he had returned with passengers, American Indians, who had all of the appearance of being human beings. But how could their existence be accounted for? The biblical account of creation described three continents, each occupied by the seed of three sons, the three sons of Noah who survived the flood, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Columbus seems already to have been aware of the impending theological problem because in a letter dated February 15, 1493, written at the Canary Islands, he assured King Ferdinand that the people that he found were no monsters, but on the contrary were very well formed, neither were they Negroes, and when he put ashore in Lisbon on March 6th, his journal records... Many people came to see the Indians, and it was a great marvel. As the second and third and later voyages produced ever-mounting evidence of large numbers of man-like creatures inhabiting the Americas, a cold wind of skepticism began to blow through the monasteries to ruffle the equanimity of those who so boldly preached the absolute truth of Genesis. And for a time, Rome disregarded the matter, as Pope Alexander VI was otherwise engaged, save only when he found time to draw a line of demarcation between the Spanish and the Portuguese portions of the New World. But in 1512, a new pope summoned the Fifth Lateran Council and issued an official declaration certifying that American Indians are true descendants of Adam and Eve, and hence they are human beings. The failure of the Bible to account for them, and to account for their continent, was made good by the inference that American Indians are the descendants of Babylonians expelled from the Old World on account of sins of their ancestors. Now, backed by this new authority, it was now safe for speculative churchmen to ponder the root from the Garden of Eden to America. After considering the possibilities that Noah's Ark might have added an American port of call to her scheduled sailing plan, or that angels might have transported people across the ocean, holding them by the hair of the head, like to the prophet Habakkuk, a Spanish thinker, Jose de Costa dismissed both propositions in favor of transportation by shipwreck and accidental tempest of the weather. Now, the inquiry was now taken up by others, and by the 17th century, both Protestant and Catholic churchmen were agreed that Asia must have been the original homeland of the American Indian forefathers because only the rude Tartars above all nations on earth resemble the inhabitants of America in respect of their gross ignorance of letters and of the arts, their idolatry, and above all, their incivility. Alas, for Pocahontas, there was no Fenimore Cooper on hand to defend the Six Nations, no Deerslayer yet to win hearts or minds for the dwellers in the wilderness. One dissident, Cotton Mather in Boston, in the course of a long series of extraordinary letters to the Royal Society of London, drew attention to the existence in Connecticut 
of a tribe of Indians which practiced circumcision, thereby showing he thought that the American Indians should be considered as the lost tribes of Israel. Voltaire, on the other hand, considered that the American Indians had arisen de novo in America by whatever mechanism had similarly caused human beings to appear upon the face of the earth in the other continents. By 1811, such scientists as Humboldt recognized the similarities between some American tribes and those of the Mongol race, and he postulated that the American Indians are descended from a mingling of ancient Americans and later in-wanderers from Asia. Later still, most of the anthropologists came to agree that all American Indians are descended from ancestors that entered the Americas by way of the Bering Strait, and that no European came to America before Leif Erikson or Columbus. Now, in recent years, one lone voice has protested this kind of oversimplification, that of Harold Sterling Gladwin. And in his various writings, Gladwin has repeatedly drawn attention to cultural features and material objects, particularly pottery, that show that American tribes must have had relatively recent contacts with the Old World of Europe and the Middle East, especially with the Mediterranean and with the Orient. The nature of the various art styles to which he drew attention is such as to point to direct voyages between the Old World and the Americas as late as classical times about 2,000 years ago, or about the time of Christ. Gladwin's views have, until very recently, been strictly ruled out, anathema, and they have been excluded from the college curricula. Now, fortunately, this exclusionist attitude is now considerably ameliorated. His writings, once forbidden reading in colleges and universities in America, have now been and have become prescribed texts at places such as Harvard. Now, for generations, the archaeological world has been beset by the notion that only the navigational techniques introduced in Europe in the 15th century made it possible for Europeans to cross the Atlantic, although some grudging acquiescence is conceded to those who point to the evidence of the sagas, showing that the Viking crossings by way of Greenland, which occurred before Columbus, have been well documented. So at the time when Gladwin issued Men Out of Asia in 1947, he too felt compelled to bring the Mediterranean influence to the Americas by way of an Asian and or Indonesian land-hopping route. The vectors being supposedly the ships of the fleet of Menarchus left stranded in Asia after the death of Alexander the Great. Well, in recent years, new discoveries in the Pacific Caves have begun to lend much support to this facet of Gladwin's theories, but at the same time, the newer evidence also shows very clearly that the Atlantic was by no means the great barrier that earlier thinkers had supposed. So what, it is reasonable to ask then, is this newer evidence? Well, in fact, it is not new in and of and by itself, because it has lain intact for more than 2,000 years. All that is new is our ability to read the inscriptions concerned, because indeed they are written, and in some sense documents 
carefully engraved on the bedrock of America, on temple lintels, and on the gravestones of kings and chiefs. And they speak to us of a long-forgotten age of exploration and of colonization, which is the subject of this book. When American archaeologists first began to send me inscriptions for decipherment and translation, I was astonished to learn that such documents existed here in America. All of my earlier work had been on ancient tablets and cave inscriptions of the Old World, records of the Sea Peoples of the Bronze Age and Early Iron Age some three to 4,000 years ago. But what I now began to receive from unimpeachable sources here in North America were essentially the same types of documents, engraved in stone, and they were either excavated from some archaeological site or they were recorded from cliff faces or photographed on massive rocks discovered by the early colonists. And I'd never seen such materials mentioned or illustrated in any books on archaeology of the Americas, and indeed I was totally oblivious to their existence. How is it, I asked my friend and colleague Professor George Carter of Texas, that you are sending me all of these materials. Has no one studied them before? Well, his answer was, for 75 years I have been knocking on the study doors of professors of Greek and Latin. And each time I have been told that the objects that I had in my hand look like writing, but that it is not Greek, and that it is not Latin, nor is it any script known to my consultants. So I emerged no wiser than before. Now, the very manner in which George Carter and I were brought together is in itself instructive because it illustrates both the difficulties now besetting communication between men working in different disciplines and the strengths of those more liberal institutions of learning that encourage their faculty to cross the lines that divide the disciplines. Carter was trained as an archaeologist at the University of California at Berkeley but he has chosen to devote much of his life to the study of the geographical distribution of man and his domesticated plants and animals. Through his research at John Hopkins and then later at Texas A&M, his work became well known to biologists at Harvard, especially to botanists working on the evolution and distribution of plants cultivated by man around the world. Now, I, for my part, though a marine biologist, have spent much of my life studying the ancient voyages of people who left inscriptions on remote islands, which, of course, could only have been approached by sea. As a marine biologist, I felt obliged to examine this evidence because it would have a bearing on how the dispersal of man, plants, and animals might be influenced by ocean currents and winds. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. Cost. 
You ain't talking about nothing, I ain't got no time Got that Zanetto on my mind Oh, I got real problems just like you Tell that bitch I don't like you Ain't nothing to it Real one Ain't nothing to it Take it personally, niggas rather work for the man than to work with me. Just so they can pretend they on my level, that shit is irking to me. Pride always going before the fall, almost certainly. It's disturbing what I grow. What I grow. Survey says you not even close. Everybody's bosses to the time to pay for the office. To them invoices separate the men. From the boys over here, we measure success for how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody is broke except for you. Wow. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. They've got to get tougher. They've got to be strong. 
honor the memory of George Floyd, honor his memory. They have to get tougher. And by being tougher, they will be honoring his memory. But they cannot let that happen. When I saw a policeman run by a mayor, who I think is probably a very good person, but he's a radical left mayor. When I saw the policeman running out of a police station for that police station to be abandoned and taken over, I've never seen anything so horrible and stupid in my life. I've never seen anything so bad. And then I see them trying to justify it. Look, they've got to be tough. They've got to be smart. We have our military ready, willing, and able, if they ever want to call our military. But we can have troops on the ground very quickly if they ever want our military. They're using their National Guard right now. The, the, As you know, I guess, as you probably know, they have their National Guard out. We can have our military there very quickly. They've got to be tough. They've got to be strong. They've got to be respected. Because these people, it's Antifa. It's a lot of radical left bad people. And they've got to be taught that you can't do this. Hello, my name is Justin Sterling. I'm an attorney and the founder of The Sterling Firm. Today, we are discussing how to sue the federal government, the Federal Tort Claims Act. If you have been injured by the wrongful or negligent act of a federal employee, such as an employee of the United States Postal Service, National Parks, or Veterans Administrative Hospitals, then the proper recourse is the Federal Tort Claims Act, the waiver of sovereign immunity. From the beginning of American history, sovereign immunity has protected federal and state governments and their employees from being sued without their consent. The Federal Tort Claims Act serves as the statutory waiver of the government's traditional immunity from tort actions. The elements of a cause of action. There are six conditions that must be satisfied in order to impose liability on the United States. One, the claim must be for money damages. Two, the damage claim must be for injury or loss of property or for personal injury or death. Three, the damage must have been caused by a negligent or wrongful act or omission. Four, the wrongful actor must have been a federal employee. Five, the employee must have been acting within the scope and course of employment. And six, the circumstances must be such that if the United States were a private person, liability would be imposed under the law of the place where the wrongful act or omission occurred. The procedural requirements. The Federal Tort Claims Act provides the procedural requirements that must be followed to bring a claim against the United States. Title 28 of the United States Code Section 2675 entitled Disposition by Federal Agency as Prerequisite and Evidence states, an action shall not be instituted upon a claim against the United States for money damages for injury or loss of property or personal injury or death caused by the negligent or wrongful act or omission of an employee of the government while acting within the scope of his office or employment unless the claimant shall have first presented the claim to the appropriate federal agency and his claim shall have been finally denied by the agency in writing and sent by certified or registered mail. The failure of an agency to make final disposition of a claim within six months 
after it is filed shall, at the option of the claimant, any time thereafter, be deemed a final denial of the claim for purposes of this section. And the action under this section shall not be instituted for any sum in excess of the amount of the claim presented to the federal agency, except where the increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim to the federal agency, or upon allegation and proof of intervening facts relating to the amount of the claim. The administrative claim prerequisite. Pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act, the filing of an, an administrative claim with the responsible federal agency and the rejection of the claim by that agency is a prerequisite to filing a lawsuit in federal court. The claim must be filed with the proper government agency that employed the wrongdoer. This process is known as exhausting of administrative remedies. The administrative claim must include the exact amount of money damages that the plaintiff is demanding. In addition, the claim must state sufficient facts about the incident to allow the federal agency to investigate the merits of the claim. The claims are barred unless submitted in writing to the responsible federal agency within two years from the date of the accident. Moreover, if the lawsuit is filed in the federal court before the notice of claims requirement is satisfied, the case will be dismissed. The standard form 9-5 prescribed by the Department of Justice entitled claim for damages, injury, or death may be used for the filing of a claim against most federal agencies. The sum certain requirement. The claim must be for money damages in a sum certain. Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2675B, the amount of damages awarded in a lawsuit is limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim. An exception is when an increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim. The statute of limitations to file the lawsuit. A federal complaint must be filed within six months after the date of the government's notice of final denial of the claim. The failure of the responsible federal agency to make a final disposition of the claim within six months can be deemed a final denial of the claim and a lawsuit can then be filed in federal court. As a practical note, the six-month statute can run out even though two years from the date of the incident has not yet elapsed. The lawsuit must be filed in the United States District Court where the plaintiff resides or where the incident occurred. The employment relationship. The wrongdoer must be an employee of the federal government. If there is no employer-employee relationship, the plaintiff cannot bring a lawsuit under the Federal Tort Claims Act. An independent contractor hired by the government does not amount to an employer-employee relationship. An employment relationship is required to have government liability. The United States as the defendant. The United States of America is the proper defendant to be named in the complaint. If the plaintiff only names the federal employee individually and files the complaint in state court, the lawsuit will most likely be removed to federal court even though the lawsuit failed to name the federal government. This rule only applies to an employee who committed the negligent act within the course and scope of employment. If the complaint alleges that the act was committed outside the scope of employment, the individual can be sued personally in state court. The limitation of claims. The Federal Tort Claims Act specifically excludes common law claims for which a private person would be liable, including claims for assault, battery, 
false imprisonment, false arrest, malicious prosecution, abuse of process, libel, slander, misrepresentation, deceit, and interference with contractual rights. If the claimant is injured in any of these particular situations, the claimant will not be able to file suit against the government under the Federal Tort Claims Act. In addition, because the jurisdictional grant is for torts arising from a negligent or wrongful act or omission, the Federal Tort Claims Act does not support claims for strict or absolute liability. The Federal Tort Claims Act also excludes several classes of plaintiffs, including one, active duty service members and their families injured incident to service, and two, federal employees injured while performing their duties. In such situations, the Federal Employees Compensation Act, FECA, is the exclusive remedy against the United States. The limitations of remedies, in addition to being limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim, a damages award pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act may not include prejudgment interest or punitive damages. Moreover, only money damages are available under the Federal Tort Claims Act. Equitable remedies are not recognized. Attorney fees. Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2678, the plaintiff's attorney may only charge 20% of any settlement of claim made by a federal administrative agency prior to filing a lawsuit and only 25% of any judgment resulting from litigation. In fact, an attorney who charges more is subject to a penalty or even jail. Also, no additional attorney fees may be charged on appeal. to the new Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. One of the most important things, because the subconscious mind uh, really has fundamental programs of life that we acquire from our parents, our family, our community, uh, between uh, the last trimester of pregnancy and the first seven years. So this is why nature created the first seven years of a child's life to download how to be a member of a family and a society and a culture by strictly observing other people. It's actually a brain function. It's a equivalent of hypnosis. Yes. Okay. So the fundamental programs your subconscious are not yours. The conscious mind is yours. That's the creative mind. Well, the issue is that the conscious mind uh, can travel in time. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Your mind lets go of the moment, goes to next week. What did you do last week? Let's go of the moment, and you move into last week. Or I say, I think of something in your head. Uh, and the moment you're thinking, you're not paying attention. Well, this is what the function of the subconscious comes in. When you're not paying attention, you go to autopilot. So it's not like you're walking down the street and you have a thought and then stop. <laughs> like that. No, you continue walking. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. So it's a subconscious that does all the jobs from walking to driving the car. Uh, and so why is this relevant? Because when we're not paying attention and we default to the subconscious, we, start, we play the programs that are in the subconscious. And then I go, yeah, but the programs in the subconscious are primarily not yours. They came from other people. The, the, and most of them, as psychologists tell us, most of the programs we get are disempowering, self-sabotaging, and limiting. 
And the relevance about that is this. If I'm going to play those programs, then I'm, by definition, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. The reason why you play the subconscious programs is because the conscious mind's engaged with thinking, which is 95% of the time or more. And that means 95% of your behavior is invisible to you. And why I really wanted to emphasize this so much is this, because we believe we're victims. Oh, you know, I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have a great relationship. And it's not working out. Yeah. And then you say, well, that was my intention. And it's not working, so therefore the world's against me. And then we go into victims like, God, I really wanted it and it didn't happen. And I just wanted people to wake up because it basically is this. It's not the world against you at all. The world will give you everything. The issue is you're not operating from your conscious mind except 5% at the most. And so your life is really a reflection of your subconscious programming. Now you say to me, well, I got programmed from the last trimester of pregnancy, first seven years, so I was being programmed when I was one and two and three, and I go, absolutely. And you say, but what, what were the programs? I wasn't there. I have no idea what the hell the programs are. And I go, here's the neat part. 95% of your life is coming from the subconscious. So all you have to do is look at your life and just look at it and say, for what? I say, what comes to you that you want and it comes to you easily, you have programs to allow that to happen. But what you struggle with, what you work hard on, what you, you have to put a lot of effort into, why are you working so hard? And the answer is simple, because you have an invisible program that is sabotaging you from that point. So now all of a sudden you say, well, what do I need to change? I say, well, look at your life yes. and tell me what you're having trouble with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the direct expression of a program that's not supporting you. There's always been a belief that the conscious and the subconscious minds are one and the same. So if I educate my conscious mind, then my subconscious mind should automatically know what the heck I just did. Yeah. Right? So then I say, well, yeah, guess what? How many self-help books did you read? And I go, oh, I read all these self-help books. I say, now that you read them, did your life change? And the answer is, no, not really. But I'm really smart because if you ask me any questions about the self-help book, I can answer it. I say, well, what's the issue? And the issue is this. The conscious mind is creative. So, yeah, I could read the book. I could watch this video with you in it. I could uh, even just go, aha, and the conscious mind could accept that and learn it. But the subconscious mind does not learn that way. And that has been the problem because we educate the conscious mind to get really smart and our life stays exactly the same as it is. And the issue is why? Because it doesn't translate from the conscious to the subconscious. Because the subconscious learns in, well, three to four fundamental ways. Number one, the first way it learned seven years was hypnosis because the brain was operating at a low vibrational frequency and just downloading what it saw. After you're seven, how do you learn? Habituation. How'd you learn the ABCs or the times table? You had to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and finally you got it and then you know how to do it. You want to drive a car? You have to practice and practice and then you learn how to do it. So if you want to change the subconscious mind, hypnosis is number one, that works. Uh, number two, repetition, habituation, yes. create a habit. And at first it seems like a struggle because it's new to the subconscious mind, but hey, you didn't learn ABCD the first time you said it, you know, you That's had to right. do it again and again. But after you do it for a repetition period, it will be so natural that if you're not doing it, your subconscious mind go, hey, what's happening? We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really good. We overcome that. Um, a, a third way, which is um, very, uh, some people get it and it's very powerful, but I wouldn't recommend it is tremendous emotional shock. <laughs> 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 Boom! Something happens in your life and it's so dramatic that 
after that moment, you're not going to be the same person. The subconscious got, got it right there, okay? Yeah. And the newer one and the better one is um, a whole new field of uh, uh, belief change modalities, which are also associated with what's called energy psychology. Yes. Uh, and these are wonderful uh, because basically uh, it's a form of super learning. And what's neat about it, the conventional things like hypnosis or habituation, there's a time element that takes a long time. Yeah. But these new belief change modalities, uh, like a super learning experience, you can change a belief you've had your whole life, 50 years, and change it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And so this is really, it's really, it's a new type of psychology that's coming in, but it's really necessary because, as they say, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. We're running into a world that has a lot of necessity to change very, very quickly. So uh, we're really happy to see that there are ways of changing without going through all that anxiety and stress, and we can do it really quickly. My favorite one is the one that I use because I'm the most familiar with it, but there's yeah. many of them in my books. I give a whole list, but yeah. the one I, I use is called Psych-K, like the abbreviation of psychology. Yeah. It actually represents psychological kinesiology. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's an exercise where you, you get your right and your left brain hemispheres to work in harmony, which they don't do on a normal day-by-day -day basis. And when you get them to work in harmony, that's called brain synchronization, a window sort of opens up and you can drop in a new belief in five minutes. You know, it's really fun because you say, well, what if you can release these programs? And that's uh, the story of the matrix where I say, well, I take the red pill, I get out of the program. And then I say, yeah, but in real life, every time we've taken that red pill, I say, what's the red pill in real life? And the answer is falling in love. Falling in love with the person or falling in love with a, uh, your creativity or whatever it is, falling in love. Because when you fall in love, what you're doing is so captivating and so engrossing and so desirable, you don't let your conscious mind wander. So the first time in your life, your conscious mind's staying present. And I say, well, why is that important? Conscious mind, wishes, desires, and aspirations. If you're operating from that mind, you manifest your wishes and desires. So my conclusion for all of this blah, blah, blah that I'm giving you is simply this. What if you go into the subconscious mind and change the programs in the subconscious mind so they reflect the wishes and desires of your conscious mind. What would that mean? And I'll tell you what it means. You'll live in a honeymoon for every day of your life on this planet for a simple reason. Yeah. If my conscious mind with wishes and desires begins to wander and I default into the subconscious and is playing my wishes and desires, I never left the honeymoon. Most people's stresses are not real uh, immediate emergency stresses at all. They're beliefs of a fear uh, that they won't have something, they won't have a job, they won't have food, they won't have a friend. Uh, and it's not that they don't have them right now, they're thinking about, oh, that happens! And that's where the stress comes from, and that's why 90% of the people are in fear because they, they recognize that their future is uncertain, but rather than seeing it in a positive way, they, they have a, a, you know, this image of a negative work, thing. Work it all out and... Uh, it, yeah. And it's really interesting because, remember, when you fall in love and you get out of the programming, you create heaven on earth. Well, if it wasn't for the programming, everybody would have heaven on earth. Yes. So if we can change the programming, then heaven on earth is available. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight G shit. Uh huh. Straight G shit. Welcome to the hood, nigga. The hoods I come from. Uh huh. Fuck with me. Dipset. 
Shoot him up, bang, bang, nigga, we'll do anything to get the cake. So my first drugs are from the 1768. Look around, fiends putting Skrilla in his hand. Selling hope to the desperate, had me feeling like a man. And my pops, pops, shit, he ain't want me in the trap. But what the fuck could he do? He had a monkey on his back. And my poor, poor mama, yeah, Miss Ruby, God bless her soul. Cause I done made them tears roll down her eyes. Being the gangster wasn't in her plan. No mommy, what you expect is take a man to raise a man. And you praying to Jesus, ma, he can't move mountains. Rip back the living room, need new couches. That's why I'm out here, day and night, night and day. I know I got a price to pay, but fuck it, that's my life, so hey. I'm from a block where you be dead for respect. Little niggas picking up they flag, rapping they sex. OG's home from jail, extorting these rappers. Gangsters in Hollywood selling coke to the actors. And me, I'm still in it, trying to make a meal in it. Shit pissing me off, but I'm forced to deal with it. Hey, and my niggas in jail don't think shit's well for me. The way shit looking, they might have a cell for me. And these niggas thinking it's pressure gon' break me. But now I'm going G-Mac and just see where life takes me. My life. Go through hell. That's right. Up the block was the pimps, down the block was the whores Round the corner was the weed, down the block was the raw They always used to say that young chick was got shit Until that girl started giving niggas that shit The life of a sick of kids, sticking up liquor stores Fully turned into a white no hanging around liquor stores Man, this shit a war, I know you've seen this before Bitch on crack, baby running around with pissy drugs She the baby mother of a nigga locked up Wondering why she ain't wrote him Cause she out here smoking And she ain't taking care of his son, that's number one And he's dressing, just got charged with another gun I know niggas that's on the run And niggas in they cell looking at the XXL Like I was just with Brel He used to be in the yard with the gangsters and blood He ain't have too many fights, but I knew he was tough He used to say he was gonna go home, get in the game, live it up And when he walked out to jail, can't go and pick him up He did? God damn, that shit really happened I guess gangsters, they can make it really rapid I'm here for a reason, don't ever dispute that. If a nigga ever shot at me, I shot back, me shoot back. My presence is felt, don't stick around for nothing. A stand up nigga who won't sit down for nothing. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up? Peace to the gods. What's going down? Right here on the bottom line. On the New Evolution Radio Network, I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Baby, also known as Joey L. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com if you want to uh, get with me. We did postpone this past weekend's webinar on trust and real estate investment, um, which is also private property investment. Uh, so if you would like to sign up for it, you can actually still sign up for it. 
uh, you'll be able to sign up uh, until next week. We'll have a sign-up link available, or I should say until the end of this week, all right? So it has been rescheduled for this upcoming weekend, which will be the 13th. So make sure that you go to makemorecommerce.com. And don't forget, right after that, we're having a child support webinar, all right? So if you want to get down with the child support webinar and learn some of these new methods, um, and just figure out how to get rid of that child support, right? Or work with that situation. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com and sign up. Also, it's come to my attention um, that there was a duplicate homepage. So if you had some issues, make sure that you're in your browser, you're going to makemorecommerce.com with nothing after it, all right? So make sure that you sign up. All right, so I'm going to say peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Call the numbers 347 989. 0194 um, A little bit past the hour But we're going to dive right into it tonight Last week we talked about The um, Institution of slavery Right and how That affects people uh, You know in, in different things in terms of the history And the laws That outlaw slavery But this week I want to divert a little bit And I want to move over Another subject that really would be heavy, uh, you know, if you think about it, it's heavily um, surrounded in the topic of slavery, but not always talked about, which is the idea of nationality and genealogy and things of that nature, right? So, we're going to go into this tonight, and I want to really dive into this, to this idea of what genealogy is, okay? Um, it's really crucial for us to realize that DNA, genealogy, nationality, right, they all tie in together. Okay? And there's always groups of people who have uh, their interest at heart versus yours when it comes down to uh, ensuring that certain lineal descents, heritage funds, and things like that are kept within a certain bloodline. Okay. Um, so we're gonna go into this tonight and I wanna make sure that you have a good understanding of some things. And we'll keep it short tonight. I won't won't try to take you. Last week we went five hours. So we'll keep it short tonight. All right, and we'll get into this topic. But you're right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bell Bay. Call in if you're in the chat and you wanna holler at me, you wanna speak. Press one if you want to get into the call line. All right. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. A nigga like me, man. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Be feeling like one of the ball playing niggas, you know. Like Bird or Magic or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dope. A nigga can leave the league. But if I leave... Oh, 
Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pivot I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You pose as this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock, got an extra clip In the bed with an extra bitch It's just a view, it's just a view The sky ain't the limit to me Always looking over my shoulder Before I get into my V uh, Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made it twerk Open the trap in January Shit got ready, don't make it first Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Hoping the law continue to bless me But I don't be wearing a kofi My body different, baby Here end up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting these cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How do I buy? I fly by. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, but I gotta die uh, fly. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. All right, all right, all right. We back, we back. We're gonna go into it tonight. Do I get on the bottom line? All right, so tonight we're talking genealogy and nationality. And we can't have this discussion without talking about things like DNA, phenotypes, blood. Things of that nature Um, So one of the things that You know As we explore You know uh, Blood types Things of that nature Just a second I apologize Somebody was texting me Uh, One of the things that we have to explore Okay As we get into The idea of DNA Is understanding that everybody Is a little bit different So when you do one of these DNA tests your test may not always be right, right? So phenotype, right? And a phenotype is a is a genetic disposition, right? It, it is a term used by geneticists um, that deals with your traits, uh, your your organisms, 
no matter what type of organisms they are, right? And it also deals with a term that's known as morphology. And morphology is a branch that, of, of biology, essentially, and it deals with the study and the form of the structure of organisms, right? So understanding who you are and where you come from is very important, but also understanding that a lot of times these DNA tests, right, may not reveal your actual DNA, for those of y'all who've taken some of these tests, is a crucial thing to understand, right? Because they will give you a test and make you 100% nigger, right? And they'll do it on purpose. Now, DNA testing, right, such as Ancestry.com, you got 23andMe, you got My <laughs> MyHeritage, you got a Family Tree DNA Market, Right, you got a whole bunch of different spots that you can go and get a so-called DNA test from to test who you are. Right now, if you read the Declaration of Indigenous of Rights for Indigenous Peoples, you will know straight up that you can declare who you are without having any of these blood tests. Right, you can go back and look at your family records. You can, if you have them, if you have some of the biblical, use those. If you have Blood records that validate certain things about what you know to be fact, you can use those, right? All of these things are admissible in a court of law, right? Some of this shit you got to be able to prove. Now, um, what I really want to dive into are some things that you may have heard about, some things you may not have heard about. But before we do that, I want to give you some reasons you know, and, and you can substantiate some of this on your own if you choose to or not. But I want to give you some reasons that were given on why DNA tests may not be as accurate as you think they are, right? And, you know, like I said, it, it is a – it's one of those things, right, Well, when we talk about DNA and accuracy of tests, it's really important that we understand that. Like I said before, not everybody has your best interest at heart, right? So test results sometimes can lead to some important discoveries for you. So I recommend that you test your blood before you give your DNA up. I'm going to give you 23 reasons, and we'll start off with this, on why DNA tests may not reveal your DNA. Okay, and then we're going to go into some history of this thing. So number one. The results may not be accurate. Okay, so you got different companies, right, who uh, have misidentified dogs, right? Let me say it again. There are companies that misidentify dogs. So if they can misidentify dogs, you don't think they can misidentify humans? Okay. Number two, heritage tests are less precise if you don't have European roots. So DNA is analyzed in comparison to samples already on file because more people of so-called European descent have taken tests. So far assessments of where your ancestors lived, who they were, what tribes they came from, right? A lot of times that's not going to be detailed 
for people of melanated descent. Right? So you basically had to come from Europe for a lot of these tests to be accurate. AKA uh, Germany, Israel, places like that, right? Where they have strategically set up certain forms of tests to test certain groups of people. Okay? Now, number three, your DNA says nothing about your culture. See, your genetic code can only tell people so much about you. DNA is not culture. It is actually anything that talks about, because we got to think about culture, right? Culture talks about your place, uh, your history, things that shaped you, right? So I don't want you all to take a test and then figure out, well, I got so-called on this piece of paper roots over in, in Europe. So that means I'm not Aboriginal. DNA tests will mislead your ass. Remember, they're not about culture. Number four, racist people weaponize the results. So you have uh, white nationalists, right, that flock to commercial DNA companies, right? And they pay DNA companies for the highest race purity points on their tests. They're called race purity points. Okay? Because they they want this is where you get the Aryan race from, right? People who who tend to believe that they have the purest blood. And a lot of times they're practicing incest within their cultures to try to keep their so called bloodline pure. People of color don't have to do that. Number five, DNA tests cannot be anonymous. So you could jump through hoops to mask your name and your location, but your DNA is a unique signature. It's a marker. It is an identifier. And it can be mishandled if you put it in the wrong hands. Okay? Number six, you will jeopardize the anonymity of your family members when you take a DNA test. So by putting your own DNA in the hands of companies, right, who don't have your best interest at heart, your relatives could be identifiable to other people, possibly Against your wishes This is one of the reasons why um, Years ago When, when they uh, Before I got into this information right, I got arrested one time And they took my irises They didn't want my fingerprints They wanted my irises I said that's a strange thing to ask for What is this uh, Final recall or some shit You know I mean this is like some um, What's that Minority report type shit right they want to identify you through your DNA. Okay. Very, very interesting, right? Now, number six, you will jeopardize not only your anonymity, but you will have some type of emotional scars if you discover that your DNA test says that uh, uh, you're from the United Kingdom and you thought that your ancestors was from America I'm serious this has happened to people right you got some people and listen for the so called black people for the for, for the, the quote dead race of people the civilly dead people right for those of y'all who think you come from Africa 
understand that Africa is a continent with many different countries. So they playing you when they tell you that you're from Africa but can't tell you where in Africa. That's that that's a plus. When you know your ancestors been in this country. Okay? Number eight. Anonymous sperm and egg donors could become a thing of the past. So the likelihood that being anonymous, right, when you go if, if you decide to go donate your sperm or your eggs, right? No longer anonymous because they can use your DNA against you. So I'm giving you some reasons here why DNA tests ain't all they cracked up to be. Number nine, millions are spent on targeted ads to lure you. You can go to GNC, the store where they sell the the uh, the what you call this, the um, you know, the supplements and shit, right? You can go there. You can buy a DNA test kit right there. Cost you $109. Okay. So understand that they're targeting these tests to a certain groups of people, too. They have a vested interest. They can say that you are so-called good opinion. They can take away your titles of nobility. They can strip you of who you are. And all of that. So. Number 10, a pair of stocks is a better gift. <laughs> Give somebody some stocks. That's a better gift than, uh, that's a, uh, trust me, it's a better gift than giving somebody a $109 test that may not be accurate. Excuse me. Now, number 11, and this is maybe one of the most important parts of it. You become the product, so your genetic code. Is so valuable that once you opt into sharing it with people, you don't know who gets access or for what purpose to your DNA. Remember Henrietta Lacks? How they took her cells and created medicine out of it, and then and then they colonized her, basically her cells, and they sent them shits all over the world, and they're still making money on this woman's cells, and she's been dead. 50, 60 years. We never heard of Henrietta Lacks. Go look her up. Okay. Matter of fact, let's while we on here, let's let's pull her up right quick. Okay. It's gonna for some of y'all who who have never heard of Henrietta Lacks. Okay. Just to give you an idea of how long they've been doing this shit. Right now, Henrietta Lacks. Was a black woman, okay? She was born August first, nineteen twenty. She died October fourth, nineteen fifty-one. Her cancer cells are the source of the HeLa cell line. Now, the HeLa cell line is an immortal cell line used in scientific research. It is the oldest and most commonly used cell line. So, the line is derived from uh, cervical cancer cells that were taken from Henrietta Lacks in nineteen fifty-one. She was a 31-year-old mother of five who died of cancer. She was 31, and she died of cancer. You don't think they killed her? You don't think somebody tested her blood to find out who she was? See, the cell line was found to be remarkably durable and prolific, which allows it to be used extensively in scientific study. Okay? So the cells from Henrietta Lacks 
were cervical tumor cells. So they used her DNA to create more medicine. But really what they did, because they these HeLa cells, they look at them through what they call microtubules, right? They're mitochondria, their DNA. Okay, so when they're using her DNA, they're really trying to figure out how to extend their own life. So, you see, you don't know what they're using your DNA for. Okay. Now, you got a guy named George Otto Gay, uh, Gay I think it was, G-E-Y, right? Now, this guy was supposedly the researcher behind understanding and founding, so-called, the fact that her cells could be kept alive and then developed into a cell line. Okay, So basically the whole thought was that previously cells that were cultured from other humans would survive only a few days. But this black woman's cells, her tumor cells behave differently. They, they would just keep on multiplying over and over. So they call it the HeLa cell. Now, the first two letters of the patient's first and last name is how they got it, Henrietta Lacks, right? Okay. So just to give you an idea of how deep this goes with your DNA, you don't know what the fuck they're taking when they take a test. Now, I'm not opposed to people taking tests. If you choose to, great. But you need to know what's happening when you take these tests, okay? Now, number 12, the pharmacy companies, they want your DNA. 23andMe revealed a $300 million deal with a pharmaceutical company. I'm not going to say the name on here, right? But this gives them access to every customer's DNA, okay? So you have a couple other companies, um, you know, and you can Google them, right? Uh, and, and guess who they're owned by? They're owned by Google's parent company, Okay. So so understand that they have a vested interest in taking your shit. Number 13, companies can change their privacy policies on you. So I suggest that if you do do a DNA test, you send their ass an injunction. Make sure that they don't violate who you are. Just my suggestion, right, if you decide to go forward with that. It's kind of important that you keep your DNA private. Lindsay asked in the chat, he says, so how would Morris protect it when it comes to the DNA and changing of our names? First of all, there's no corruption of your blood. Right? They're not supposed to be able to corrupt your blood. These motherfuckers do that shit. Right? The second the second thing to remember is that Moors are under treaties. Right? So, and you have the Constitution, which is supposed to keep these people in check. Corporations. Don't forget the head of the corporation always takes an oath. Okay, so these people are under oaths. Don't think they're not. Right? Just because they're scientists. Now, number 14, a company and your DNA can change hands. So companies are bought and sold all the time. McDonald's become Burger King, Burger King become Wendy's. Well, you know it, you get the same burger from the first nigga. Your DNA companies change hands all the time, okay? Number 15, destructing your DNA can be difficult. So an investigation into how to delete your DNA from Ancestry.com found that it is possible to erase your record and allegedly even destroy your physical sample, but they don't make it easy. 
what they say. You really think that they destroy your shit? 16. You have no idea how long they keep your samples. Some companies say they keep their samples for one to ten years. <laughs> Some of them, right? But they can keep your shit up to a hundred years. You don't know. Especially if Henrietta Lacks had sales that extended their lives. You don't think that they target motherfuckers? Oh, he sent us his uh, DNA. Or she sent us his DNA. So we got Pookie's DNA that live over on the south side. And we just found out that 10 niggas living on the south side got genes that basically can help extend our lives if we take in their genes. I encourage y'all to go look at a movie. It's called um, Overlord. Okay? Where the Germans were learning how to... This was during the war. They were learning how to extend their lives so they could, you could get shot in the head. You could get shot in the chest. You could die, and they could give you a shot and bring you right back to life because it contains cells. It went straight to your bloodstream. Go look it up. 17. Police can access your DNA. What did I tell you about your, about your irises? Pretty soon, they're going to be asking you to give DNA. They're already asking people to do coronavirus tests. It's a way for them to be able to test you in the future, test your blood, to see if you have one of their so-called genomes in you. 18. Your results could become part of a global database. So you could travel anywhere in the world and you'd be in a forensic database very important to remember this when you decide to give up your DNA. Number 19. Your data can be hacked, it can be leaked, and it can be breached. Okay? Cyber theft is a real thing. People out here really hacking and scamming. Don't think that somebody can't steal your DNA. I just, matter of fact, I just watched a movie a few hours ago. Um, it was about parallel universes, right? And in the movie, they were talking about how one of the worlds they went to, people had people didn't they didn't use credit cards and shit like that. They used what they call bio scanners. They scanned your fingerprints. Some places they took blood, a sample of your blood. Okay, I mean these are the things that they put in movies. If you don't think that th- that is actually happening, think again. Okay, now people could actually hack. This is number twenty. That can actually hack your genes So scientists have discovered how to store data And even animate your DNA Into malware Okay So they can put it into computer systems Now there's a, there's a Denzel Washington movie That came out a long time ago Um What the hell is the name of that movie It's called um uh, Virtuosity or something like that Check it out right well, they, they took DNA and they put it into the computer and they were able to create a computerized version of somebody. And, and that person lived in the computer. And then they were able to pull him out the computer and create him in the real world too. Check it out. This is, I mean, this is how deep these people go with your actual DNA. People don't think this deep, right? Especially people of color, right? Unless you just some diabolical, you know, some diabolical shit. Most of us ain't thinking 
you know, how can I take DNA and put it into a computer system and create another me inside of a computer? But they are thinking on this level. Okay, number 21. When you use services like Ancestry.com, 23andMe, all of that, you sign what's called a default agreement. So this basically transfers your genetic information to other people, and it does it royalty-free for product development, for personalized product offers, for research, and more. You become a slave to the DNA companies. So don't think it's not some niggas out here walking around that got paid off for their DNA. They didn't get, excuse me, they did not get paid off for their DNA because there's some niggas out here that signed their rights away. So every time you do a DNA test, understand you're signing your rights away. Number 22, companies profit from your DNA. So the testing isn't the only way companies make money. They profit from DNA and from the data sharing agreements with research institutes and pharmaceutical industries. They sell your DNA. Um, to develop what they call cure for diseases, um, you know, medicines, pharmaceuticals, whatever. So your DNA helps develop all of this shit. And guess what you're not going to get? You're not going to get one royalty. You got into a bad 360 record deal. You took your... 360 degrees of information from your body and they use it against you and you didn't get shit. It's a bad record deal. 23. You may be discriminated against in the future. Now, in the United States, health insurers and workplaces are not allowed to discriminate based on DNA, but the law does not apply to life insurance or disability insurance. So, who knows what they're going to do in the future when it comes to insurance and DNA? Now I recommend that if you decide to Still get your DNA submitted and tested That you send some paperwork With it, you read them contracts Don't agree to adhesion Contracts and go to the Federal Trade Commission because they give you a lot Of good advice on how to do things When you're a consumer because remember You're still a consumer You're still a consumer Okay Now Let's just get into some other information here, right, about this. Because now that you understand reasons why DNA tests can be harmful, let's talk about DNA and genetic testing, right? So genetic testing is also known as DNA testing, which is used to identify changes in DNA sequences or chromosome structures. So your genetic testing can also include measuring of the results of your genetic changes, uh, your RNA, uh, your gene expression, Biochemical analysts All of these type of things right Now they say that uh, Paternity testing Is is not always 100% accurate who knows Right but I can tell you this A lot of times it's used Against you To make sure that your ass gets on child support So that's why for a lot of y'all brothers And I'm going to talk about this in the child support webinar if sometimes if you want a DNA test, it's better to go get a private DNA test, not one through the state, because that's also a contract. Okay, so they're trying to boost what they call genetic diversity, which is the total number of genetic characteristics that make up a species, right? And they're looking for what they call endangered populations. So when they told you that the black man was an endangered species, they wasn't lying to you. They was dead ass serious. 
melanated people, but melanated people all over the planet. But we technically are an endangered species because we are in danger of having all of our DNA royalties taken from us. Okay, now there's a variety of genetic tests, right? And uh, so when you see people, right, um, who have things like Down syndrome, they have less chromosomes than you, right? So deviations from the expected number of chromosomes, which would be 46, okay, 6 plus 4 is what? It's 10, okay? So this could lead to a diagnosis of certain genetic conditions as a trisomy. They call it 21. So basically, when you see people with Down syndrome, they got 21 chromosomes. They got less chromosomes than you. They call it Turner syndrome. When you have what they call monosomy X. And like I said, this is some of this stuff might go over your heads, right? Because it's un, it's really important to understand that they do all types of genetic testing, right? And this has everything to do with your nationality. It has everything to do with blood type, okay? And understanding what denationalization is and marginalization and all of that shit. Now, genetic testing, when they do genetic testing, they look for genotypes. They look for metabolites. They look for uh, mutations. They look for karyotypes. Now, when we talk about mutations, right, mutation is an alteration in the nucleotide sequence of your organisms. Okay, so we're talking about genetic replications. They're looking to see if you are Henrietta Lacks. Okay, so there are a number of types of testing that are available. They do cell-free fetal DNA testing, which is a non-invasive test supposedly, and they perform this on the blood of uh, women, okay, who, who have fetuses within them in their early stages of pregnancies. They do newborn screening, so when you first come out the womb, they're testing you for shit like mental illness, thyroid glands, okay? They're looking to see if your pituitary, your thyroid, and your hypothalamus glands are working, because they want to know if you're X Men. They want to know if you came in here awake or not. They want to know how you came into the Matrix. I'm just going to give it to you straight. Okay? They want to know, nigga, are you an X baby? Now, uh, there was this whole thing a couple years ago about Generation X. I probably remember that, right? Generation X. What do you think Generation X was about? Who do you think they was talking about? Oh, yeah, your brother said something about uh, them being incarcerated. Listen, there's an article I just posted it on Facebook, and it talks about how uh, they're giving prisoners reduced sentences to give their blood and to take the coronavirus test. Okay? So when we're talking about genetic testing, understand that they're testing everybody. Oh, yeah, there's... Listen, there's there's a movie where uh, it's got um it's got that white dude in it. What's his name? Um, the dude from Die Hard. It's got him in it, right? Where he travels through time and he basically has sex with himself to create himself. And every time he he comes back or goes into a different generation to find himself, they they feminize him more and more till he becomes a woman. Check it out. It's some real shit. Okay? So you got di- di- diagnostic testing. 
This deals with your blood and your urine, uh, your excrements, okay, all of that stuff, okay. So, and and I'm gonna keep it one of the job. I'm not far beyond believing that when you go to the toilet, some of that shit that goes that's supposed to go to the waste plant is not taken and tested. Okay. It's a very, I mean, it's a very ill thing to think about. But who's who's to say that they're not testing feces from certain areas of town for people? Okay. They also test you for kidney disease because they want to know if you got blood in your urine and things like this, right? And and all of these things help them to determine if they can create more medicine, if they can use your cells. If you can establish nationality based on that, if they can tie you in to them and their bloodline, right? All of that stuff is done. They also have what's known as carrier testing. This is used to identify people who carry one copy of a gene mutation that, when present in two copies, causes a genetic disorder. So this type of testing is offered to individuals who have a family history of genetic disorders, especially within ethnic groups, right, with genetic conditions. Give you um, I'll give you an example, which would be uh, fibroid tumors, fibrosis. Black women, we y'all drink shit like milk. We eat too much meat. Guess what happens? You get fibroid tumors. Why are you developing tumors? Why Why are you developing growth mutations within your body? The same type of growth mutations that Henrietta Lacks died from at 31 years old. Then you have what's called pre, uh, pre-implantation genetic di- diagnosis, which is performed on human embryos. Okay, they call it vitro fertilization. Basically, it tests the eggs. Now, um, if you know anything about genetic diagnosis of human embryos, then you'll know about something called erythroblastosis. And erythroblastosis is the abnormal presence of erythroblasts in the blood. This is when the body is producing too many white blood cells than it's producing uh, red blood cells. So the white blood cells begin to take over, and they begin to uh, kill the baby. Now, you ain't may ask, well, this didn't happen to my mama. No, but guess what? It does happen to most women of color and white women who decide to miscegenate. This is why your ancestors didn't approve of miscegenation because they were high scientists. They understood that miscegenation of your bloodline ruined the bloodline, right? It would cause genetic mutations. What am I saying? What I'm saying to you is that erythroblastosis, okay, if it wasn't for scientists coming in and being able to do a genetic testing on the embryoid, right, and stop the white blood cells from attacking the womb, a whole lot of mulattoes wouldn't be here today. Okay? This is just the facts. This is med- I mean, this has been around for a very long time. You guys can go look it up. This is not, I'm not being racist or anything like that, right? Rhetoblastosis fetalis is it's a it's a hemotolic anemia. It's a blood condition. It's caused by transplantal transmission of maternal antibodies 
to fetal red blood cells. So the disorder usually results from compatibility between maternal fetal blood groups, often RHOD antigens, okay, which are your black women, and white men or vice versa, right? White white women, black men. See, the diagnosis begins with uh, prenatal maternal anti-genetic and antibody screening. So they're looking to see whether or not the body is being taken over by white blood cells. Okay? Now, everything I'm telling you is going to lead to my point of this conversation tonight, right? So just stick with me here, okay? Now, when we talk about things like phenotype, this is where phenotype comes in because your phenotype how you look, how your face is structured is largely dependent upon your blood type. It's largely dependent upon whether or not your genetic code is structured in a certain form or fashion. It is genealogy. So what we're dealing with is genealogy. Now, if y'all excuse me for a second, I need to grab a phone charger. So I'll return in just a second. We'll take a quick break. Um, y'all watching the Super Bowl over there? I seen some of y'all came in late. All right. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a real quick break, and we'll continue this conversation. Stick with me. into a certain landmass, it's pretty important, right? So, um, before we went to the break, I was talking about erythroblastosis, right? And that's one of the ways when they're doing genetic testing that they're testing to see, number one, if the fetus can even survive. Okay? Now, you also have what's called carrier testing. This is used to identify people uh, who carry one copy of a gene mutation when present, right? I think I already talked about that one. Um, so, and then you have pre the prenatal diagnosis, which deals with the birth defects. Okay, um, and then you have what they call predictive and uh, preso. Let me see if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, preso, 
presumptomatic, excuse me, presumptomatic testing, which is used to detect gene mutations associated with disorders that appear after birth or later in life. So like when motherfucker be normal his whole life and then all of a sudden he get elephant feet or some shit like that, right? Because a lot of times they don't understand where it comes from, or even breast cancer, right? You're not born with breast cancer, so how did how did your your genes mutate with a form of breast cancer over time? Okay, see, hereditary breast cancer, along with ovarian cancer syndrome, is caused by gene alterations, gene splicing. Okay, so you have um, you've got leukemia, you've got brain tumors, you've got uh, soft tissue sarcoma, you got breast cancer, you got osteosarcoma, you got bone cancer, right? These are what they call the TP53 gene. Okay? So in men, um, this can cause prostate cancer, it can also cause breast cancer, it can cause pancreatic cancer, it can cause male breast cancer, it can cause ovarian cancer, all of that shit. Right, so it's really, really, really crucial to understand why this is happening, okay, and why when we talk about things like your blood type, right, this goes directly with it. They can change your blood type through the food that you eat, which can genetically disposition you to what your tests come out to say when you go take a genetic test. Because you want to associate yourself with the Americans. This is why a lot of times I tell people, go outside of America to companies in Canada and other places if you want to test that that will most likely you got a 50-50 chance of it being more correct on your nationality. Okay? Then you have what they call uh, pharmacogenics, genomics. Pharmacogenomics, which determines the influence and the genetic variation on drug responses. Okay, so when they give some people, and I'll give you another example of this, right? You have something called lisinopril. Lisinopril is a drug that they give to black men and black women when you're having problems with your kidneys. They don't give lisinopril to people who are not uh, people of color. Lisinopril makes your kidneys fail. Okay, so that's part of their genetic testing. Let's give these niggas certain types of medicine to see how they fare. Okay? So just a little bit about genetic testing so y'all understand that when you go do genetic testing, like fraternity tests, uh, forensic testing, DNA test, right, all of it's for research purposes. And a lot of times it's not for your research purposes, right? Now... Believe it or not, uh, if, go 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 watch the movie Resident Evil. It was all about genetic testing. Go watch the movie The Gundam Seed, right, which is anime. Okay, I mean, go check out all of this stuff. Uh, go look at Michael Myers. <laughs> go look at Frankenstein. This is what all this was about. Okay. They were talking about you and who you were. Now, real quick, let's talk about blood type, right? Because blood type deals with all of this, and it is the foundation for all of these tests. Blood type 
which is also known as a blood group, is the classification of your blood is based on the presence and the absence of antibodies, white cells, white blood cells, and red blood cells, and inherited antigenic substances on the surface of red blood cells. This is why they try to discredit women that had babies in the 80s, right? And they were on crack, and then they call them crack babies. Y'all understand this shit? See, these antigens may be proteins in your blood. They, they're uh, carbohydrates, they're proteins, they're glycoproteins, they're what they call glycolipids. Okay? All of this is in your bloodstream. And this is what they test for when they're testing your blood, when they test to see who you are. When they take a swab of your DNA, of your spit, when you piss on a stick, right? <laughs> As a woman, when, when they piss on sticks to find out if they're pregnant, when, when the man pisses on a stick to find out whether or not you got something in your system, they're looking at your cells. Okay, but more specifically, your blood type, though, what you're talking about right now, okay, they're looking for antigens. Okay, so there, there's type A, there's type B, there's AB, there's O. It's O positive, it's O negative. I've even been told that there's even more types of blood out there, right? Uh, you got RH, <laughs> ABO. Okay, so there's, there's a lot of different types of blood out there. And type O is a rare blood type. I believe it's O positive, um, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, one of the rarest blood types in the world. Okay, and... Uh, I know for a fact I got type O in my family, right? My sister's straight up type O, right? Because she had to give somebody blood. So a complete blood type will describe each of the 38 blood groups. So an individual's blood type is one of the many possible combinations of blood group antigens. Okay? So they can look for shit like infections, autoimmune deficiencies, and stuff like that. They can look to see if your ass is a zombie, if you're turning into a zombie. Okay. When they do bone marrow transplants, they're looking in your blood type. When you when somebody gets leukemia or lymphoma, they're looking at the blood type. Okay. So there's the ABO blood group system, and I, I suggest that you guys take some time to check it out, right? But it deals with the red blood cell, it deals with uh, galactose, it deals with fucose. It deals with uh, glucosamine and gluco and, and glu- glutosamine, right? Deals with sugars, sugars in your blood, right? Okay. Now, um, one of the things that we we've discussed this before in the past is we've, we've talked about how they used to classify us in this country, okay? And long before your ass was classified. By any type of race, you were classified by blood types. You were classified by which blood group you came from. So this is where we get things like octoroon, octoroon, quadroon, right? Now, I'm just going to go through them for you here so y'all can understand what they are. Now, quintaroon is the offspring of an octoroon. An octoroon was a person who... It's considered to have one-eighth black and white person and one-sixteenth black. 
the offspring of a uh, what they call a a Mustafini. Mustafini was a child, right? Um, who had who was one sixteenth black was the offspring of a Musti, a Musti, and a white parent, a Musti, or they call it a Mustizo. Okay, so a lot of times your quinta rooms would have been uh, some of your Hispanics, right? So then. We have mongrels. You know, we have to talk about mongrels, right? Because uh, you know, it, it is it is equivalent to a mixture of who you are, right? And then you have Negro and Negress, right? And Negress was was supposed to be French, supposedly, okay? But this is where Quinteron came from. Then we have Quadron. So. In the slave societies of America, quadroon or quatroon was a person with one quarter African and three quarters European ancestry, or in Australia, one quarter Aboriginal ancestry. So, similar classifications were octoroon for one eighth black, and hexadecaroon for one sixteenth black. So, governments of the time sometimes incorporated the terms in law. Defining rights and restrictions So the use of such terminology Is a characteristic Of what they call hypo-descent Now in a, lot, in a lot of different cultures Right And societies They classify people by ethnicity And race groups So hypo-descent refers to automatic assignment By a dominant culture Okay According to your parents And their blood types you know, if you go back far enough into the Egyptian culture, they would classify you by the size of your goddamn skull. Where do you think the whole the whole story of the big head scientist came from? You were classified by the size of your skull. Go look it up. Don't believe me. Okay. Yeah. O plus. Straight up. Now, um, you know, and, and here's the thing: they can change your blood type with food, like I said earlier. So if your, if your blood type went from O to AB or B or something like that, and you melanated, you can change your blood type right back to what it used to be. Get yourself on a plant fruit based diet. You'll change. Listen, plants will change your blood type back. Okay. So fuck hypodescent. Okay, then you have the opposite practice of that, which is called hyperdescent, right? Which children were assigned to the race that's considered dominant or superior. <laughs> I hope y'all, I hope y'all get me right now, right? Because I'm trying to show y'all why nationality is important. Why it's important to claim who you are. Why it's important to eat right. It's important to clean your blood. I don't even smoke weed no more, bro. I, I mean, I do some hemp, but it's the bloods, okay? The alcohol, all of that shit, man, all of that shit fucks with your blood, okay? So parallel practices include um, what they call uh, patrilinity, matrilinity, conatic descent, okay? And all of these things assign race, ethnicity, or religion according to your father and your mother or some combination 
right, without regard to the race of the other parent. Okay, so when we talk about miscegenation, you got to go look at the anti-miscegenation laws. Okay, so you have states like Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Montana, Oklahoma, Texas, Virginia. They all adopted the one-drop rule, the one-drop theory. So the one-drop rule was a social and legal principle. It was a legal classification. It asserted that any person with one ancestry of black ancestry, right, one, if you had one person in your bloodline that was black, your ass had one drop of black blood, you're considered to be a Negro. That's how they got over on you and helped to disenfranchise you and took you out of your status and your titles of nobility because they came up with fucked up rules called one drop rule. This is how anti-miscegenation laws were born. Okay? This is why there was a racial caste in a segregation system in the South. Okay? This is where your antebellum shit comes from. And if you haven't seen the movie Antebellum, go watch it. The one with Janelle Monet. Hell of a movie. Matter of fact, it, it deals with exactly what I was talking about last week. They took the sister writer, they took her out of her domain and they kidnapped her. She woke up on a goddamn slave plantation. It's modern day times. They got these motherfuckers moving like slaves. The whole shit, you whole movie, you I, I thought they were slaves. Till the goddamn cell phone rang on the plantation. Go watch it, Antebellum. This is where your Antebellum period dealt with quadroons, octoroons, people who was one quarter African descent, all this other shit, right? And then you had what they called free people of color. Okay, these were people who were mixed with African and European, and sometimes Native American descent who were not enslaved. So some of these people were in Louisiana. New France, the Caribbean islands, uh, St. Dominique, which is Haiti, St. Lucia, Dominica, Guadalupe, Martinique, okay, other places in the United States like Kansas, okay? See, a freed slave was known as a Frenchie or free. So the term sometimes meant uh, to include free people of color, but they considered the term uh, uh, pejorative. Since they had been born free, okay. I mean, this is this is antebellum slavery has a very deep history when we talk about things like racial segregation. Okay, so everything deals with blood type. So scientifically, there's not one full-blooded Caucasian. You're gonna find one, right? Why? Because they are niggas too. There, I said it. They got nigger blood in them. So you got they got one drop of that black blood in them, even Aryans, or what they call the Aryan race. This is just real. This is real shit. Okay? Listen, man. The Moors, okay, are Native what we call Native Americans, okay? So your your real Native Americans are the one drop rule people. We're the people who so-called have black blood in us. Okay? Sorry, I don't know about you, but I ain't never seen no blood become black. Okay? But check it out. When we talk about things like the one-drop rule, right? You better believe they were doing genetic testing back then as well. 
Okay. Now, if you don't know anything about Walter Ashley Plecker, go check him out. He was the Register of Vital Statistics. I've talked about this before. Plecker wrote two races as materially divergent as the white Negro uh, in more in morals, mental powers, cultural fitness cannot live in close contact with injury to the higher. This is what he said. This is this racist ass shit that he said. Okay. And if you go go look at the case law Loving versus Virginia, right? And let's 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 just keep it real. Racial integrity is unconstitutional. Loving versus Virginia talked about how it was unconstitutional. You can't discriminate against me, motherfucker. Because you think your blood is better than mine I got better I got, Listen you get sick I got to give you blood For you to survive You can't give me blood Because I'll die I got to give you blood Okay So when we talk about Octoroon, quadroon, hexadecaroon Right The word quadroon was borrowed It was a, it was a, it was a French and Spanish word From quadroon Which both have the roots in Latin. And what did the Moors speak? Moorish Latin. Okay. So, quadroon was used to designate a person of one quarter African or Aboriginal ancestry. Okay. So, that's equivalent to one biracial parent, one African Aboriginal Caucasian, and one white or European parent. So, the equivalent of one Aboriginal grandparent and three white. European grandparents. So in Latin America, which had a variety of terms for racial groups, some terms for quadroons was Morisco or Chino or Costa. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Don't send me no messages about no pirates. Don't give a fuck about that. Don't give a fuck about no football, nigga. I'm teaching. Don't don't send me shit about no football, nigga. Okay. Uh, Miami, you know who you are, bro. Don't tell your boy. Don't send me shit about no football while I'm teaching, bro. All right. Don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if Kansas City is playing. I don't care. I got title nobility. They fighting for theirs. Now, let's keep it going, right? Um, there's a book you need to pick up. It's called White Cargo. So you can see who came over here, who were the first slaves in this country. Okay? Now, I'm going to give you a list right quick. So that, so this way, we we all on the same page, right? Just solely and just sanguineness, right? Deal with right of blood, right of birth. Right, so just solely deals with birthright citizenship, aka your Fourteenth Amendment. This is a common law principle. Okay, so when 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 you're born in the United States, you're considered to have just solely because you were born in the country. Okay, they haven't abolished just solely here. Now, some parts of Asia they've abolished just solely. They go off just sanguinous, which is the right of blood. Which we used to have in this country Before birthright citizenship was done They did birthright citizenship Because they realized that they couldn't keep discriminating against you Right 
And too much of us wanted to be within their society. Okay? Now, check it out. Just solely, it's also supposed to be done so that you don't become stateless. Because statelessness in international law means that you don't have a nationality. You're not considered a national by any state under the operation of law. So then you become a refugee. Okay? So when we talk about things like blood type and we look at uh, 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 you know the whole aspect of, of genealogy, right? They can make you stateless by your blood. This is why it's important to claim who the fuck you are. Come from up under that birthright citizenship shit. It makes you a slave in a whole nother sense. It's the illusion of freedom. Okay, that's why that's one of the reasons why Trump wanted to get rid of it. Okay. Now, um, the Vatican City, right? The Vatican City. So, most states, right, have a combination of just soda and just language, right, when we're talking about this. But the Vatican City deals with just language, believe it or not. Okay. Now, um, I'll give you, and let me just pull it here, right? So, these are the countries that deal with just sanguineous. Morocco, which says that Moroccan nationality, right, works in accordance to Article 6 of the treaty and says that a child born of a Moroccan father or a Moroccan mother is Moroccan, right? Then you have Kenya, okay? You have Nigeria, okay? Um, in Canada, under Canadian nationality law, right, they deal with birthright citizenship. Okay. Uh, Chile, Colombia, Dominican Republic. Okay. Now, the Dominican Republic, they have what they call a Dominican Constitution. Right? And they say that at least one of your parents is Dominican, you're considered a Dominican. Okay. Haiti, according to Haitian nationality, right, every child born to a Haitian father or mother, no matter where he or she is born, is a Haitian by Haitian Constitution. So this is this is a big issue in a current Dominican nationality law Because of this or one factor Illegal immigrants or children born in the DR Of Haitian origin are considered non-Dominicans Therefore y'all are Haitian So this brother that just sent me this shit Don't send me shit Right talking about pirates and buccaneers And all that when You're from Haiti No, I don't got no problem with my Haitians Right But the, the, the Caribbean Check it out the Caribbean is part of America it is, because all of this is considered the Americas. But understand that if you're born there, you have the nationality of that place by the operation of its law. It's all Slavic shit. Right? I got no problem with no nationalities. Everybody deserves to be free. Everybody deserves to be able to claim who they are. But we have to get this thing straight. Okay? Then you got Mexico... That's the United States. Now, Mexico, under Article 30 of the Mexican Constitution, it indicates that Mexicans are also persons born abroad to a parent or parents who at the time of their uh, of the person's birth were in the Mexican territory. Okay? Now, U.S. nationality law deals with what? It deals with the fact that we have 14th Amendment. Okay? So, I mean, this is just an example, right? Go to China. Right? And you deal with the laws in China China says 
that a child born in China, right, or you're under what they call the law of the People's Republic. Your ass is automatically Chinese. Even if your ass is black. Don't think they ain't got black Asians in, in, in China. Okay. Speaking Mandarin. Okay. Let's call my Phoenicians. Now, before I go to the call lines, let's talk about the roles, right? And, and we have to talk about the roles because the doll's roles or the final roles deals with freedmen and it deals with civilized tribes with the Dawes Commission. So these were created by the United States Dawes Commission. So the commission was authorized by the United States Congress in 1893 to execute the allotment of land, right? So if your people was Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek, Seminole, Cherokee, right? You were to be enumerated and registered under the government, either under uh, under what they call the, the free roads, right? Or the Dawes Rolls. And really the free rolls were the blood rolls. Okay. So these basically counted the freedmen who were quote unquote formerly enslaved African Americans or your Moors. Okay. Now it's important that when you do decide to do a nationality review of yourself, that you take some time and you get with me or or, or anybody else who, who is Capable of, of pulling that proper information to get you a test, right? To go and find out whether or not one of your relatives were on these roles, which would then give you some type of lineal descent. Then you can connect your way back past five generations. I was able to. Okay. Now, um, go check out what's known as the Curtis Act. The Curtis Act provided that a new role would be taken to supersede the previous role. Okay, so and and this is where they came in with blood quantum. So if you understand what I what I've been talking about tonight, it's all dealing with blood, blood quantum or Indian blood laws in the United States or the former thirteen colonies were laws that define Native Americans' identity by the percentage of their ancestry. Okay, so a lot of tribes and nations do not include blood quantum. Okay, and and actually it's illegal for them to do that now. Right, But some tribes still do it Because that's what they do But it's technically unconstitutional So Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma Has no blood requirement Right, Only requires lineal descent Which means that they want to see that one of your ancestors Was on their roads Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma Right, same thing, they use lineal descent Form of genocide Okay, so when they did the whole Indian Reorganization Act and all of that That was a form of genocide to denationalize your people. Okay? All right. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, open these call lines up, and uh, and we'll get out of here. We'll say peace to the gods. Call lines are wide open, 347-989-0194. Let's get it in. We'll be right back. The story, Michael. Well, that's right. Hello? Okay, good. So, as... Uh, the chemical of emotion wanes. the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the 
chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand, this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal? And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, etc., and nothing gets done. Nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused.
so Jesus told us to stop looking for heaven in the sky. He said the kingdom of heaven is within you. And that we are the temples of the living God. That the living God lives in our temple and he does not inhabit the sky, but he inhabits the higher realms of the heavens, of the realm of the secret innermost chamber of the subconscious chamber of the soul of man and woman, and this power bursts forth and emanates forth from him to set in motion a universal order based on principle and law. All of this set in motion by a divine power and a divine force that never dies. It's constant. It just changes forms. God is in man. Can't be in any man. He's got to be in the original man. Because if God is the first and everything comes from him, then he can't wait for anything else. He brings everything else into existence. There could be no white man if there were no black man. It is biologically and genetically impossible for the recessive white man to produce the dominant yellow baby. Biologically and genetically impossible for the recessive yellow man and woman to produce the dominant brown baby. Biologically and genetically impossible for the recessive brown man and woman to produce the dominant black baby. But that black man and his woman, the father and the mother of it all, can produce black, can produce brown, can produce red, can produce yellow. And if the seed runs wild or mutates in the womb of the black woman, can even produce an albino, something which is whiter than white, 180 degrees in either direction. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. All right, peace to God. We back. Let's put the call lines real quick. See what's happening. Let's go to 910 753. Hey, peace to the God, Joe. What up? This is what what up, bro? Oh, good. How you up? Hey. How you doing in with the show, man? Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I'm just looking up on... You said something about Walter Flick, and I was just looking up on him. I just seen a video where, like, um, it says uh, Marcus Garvey and his white friends and uh, had a... Um, him, Walter Plecker, and a couple of more other, um, you know, so-called white boys up there or whatever. But um, I've seen it a while back, because I know you mentioned about Walter Plecker um, many shows ago or whatever. But, like, uh, yeah, he's basically saying something like uh, going, taking us back to Africa with all that mess right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He, he, wanted to, he wanted to classify our blood as being less than. And on oh, yeah, race, man. what he did was he, he made the biostatistics off his change whether or not people can mark themselves down as more or Indian. Yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, he was the pioneer of this shit, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, declassification. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, man. That's some bullshit. Yeah, some bullshit. Hey, look, you know what though, bro? I um, I, I did what you said too, bro. I, um, I had, I filed the um first notice of the injunction the other day, so I got that shit oh, out there with that part right there. So I got, yeah, I did that though. Good shit. Yeah, one yeah, good shit, time. bro, no doubt, man. Yeah, one step at a time, God. You know, I'm just procrastinating. That's the bullshit that we go through. But we got, we got to get up off that, um, you know, we got to stop that shit and just go ahead and um, execute, man, you know? Man, listen, at the end of the day, you got to take your freedom into your own hands. Got you, bro, man. Hey, this shit's not a game, man. Like, <laughs> I live this shit. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nah, there's a vested interest to keep people fucking in slavery. I know, man. I be looking at some of my people's man. They be like, um, like one of my aunts, right? She, um, she's an Eastern star. She's like eighty some years old, right? And um, uh, you know, she's out there. She's like, um, y'all get the vaccination? I'm like, um, I don't be commenting on shit because I don't be wanting to um, spark her. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, um, they they must not be teaching you nothing at large because uh, why would you? Be um going against what the teachers are, you know, like M Hotel and all the great um teachers at the um shrine or whatever. So like I'm like, you you an elder, you eighty some years old. So who the hell are you getting your literature from? Is it like handed down all the way from eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds? Because you ain't no way I you should know. Be making shit up after a certain point in time. Hell yeah, man, that shit is crazy, man. I'm like. Man, just wait, you know, just wait till they see me with the feds on. You know what I'm saying? Although we got on one regardless, but I'm just saying the actual physical feds. So, like, they really going to be mad because I be having to spark some of those brothers. You know what I'm saying? Once they know, I'm like, look, man, hey, my feds is red, nigga. So, um, cut that bullshit out, bro. I've been, um, That's I've right. been raised up. So, cut that shit out, right. huh? And, and I make them run. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they like our little brothers, though. We got our children. You know what I'm saying? We got to <laughs> teach them. Each one, each one, you know what I'm saying, dude? And that's why they say the elders failed us, because a yeah. lot of them did fail us. A lot of them, a lot of them did fail us. And you know, think about this, right? How many women yeah. do you know that are Eastern stars that are that are under thirty, or under forty? Right? Can't find one like that, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I can't either. Which begs the question to me. Yeah. You know, um, number one, who are y'all bringing in? Who are y'all passing information down to? Where y'all getting off? Yeah. Where did y'all get from? Yes, you know, I mean, there's a lot of questions in there. There's a lot of questions that need to be raised, man. Right. I agree wholeheartedly. No doubt, G, man. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm glad you won't hit me up on that one. But you got to be careful. Which, I mean, yeah, I was just talking to a mess the other day. Yeah. He was telling me, he says, you know, he, he, says, he says, you know, I left the lodge, you know, because there's yeah. a lot of stuff in the lodge that I don't agree with. Oh, yeah. You know, he said yeah, they're man. learning a lot of shit in the lodge and doing rituals and shit in the lodges that really ain't to their best interest. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, them YouTube, them YouTube videos be on point, man. <laughs> you know, you see plenty yeah, of them. Man. You know how it goes. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, G. Yeah, man, but uh, that's what it is, bro, man. Uh, I'm gonna let the next ones get online, man. But peace to the God, G. Peace to the God. 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 Peace to the God
Peace to God, man. Thank you for uh, tuning, tuning in, bro. Appreciate it. Man. Man, thank you, God. Peace. All right, peace, God. Uh, let's go to 310. What up? 310. I had, that, I had that mute on. I bet. How you good? What's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah. Well, fantastic. Fantastic, man. I think about the blood types and all that. And, uh, I was going to chime in because a um, family member real close to me just did one of those DNA tests uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it funny when it came back, it didn't have anything on it, Native American or anything in them. And the funny thing about it is we know for a fact we got people, you know, by their definition, you know, See? parts of the family that are that are Native American by, you know, by their definition like that. So you know, the fact that saying? it didn't show anything in there is kind of funny. Yeah, it proves exactly what I'm saying. They 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 have a, an agenda to mislead you. Because he 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 sent it in. He put his picture on there and all that. He did the whole profile. So you know they they took and ran with it. <laughs> what did they tell yeah. me from Africa? Uh, they had Nigeria on there, but um. See? They had, they had Nigeria on there as the highest percentage, and they have Scotland as the second highest percentage. Oh yeah, see that's bullshit. But, um, but we allowed them yeah, to play fine. the game, so. What's that? I said we allowed them to play these games. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So. You know. Now, who who did he go to? What company? Uh, I want to say it was like Ancestry. Something like that. I think it said Ancestry on it. I don't know if that's one of the Ancestry. companies or something. Yeah, Ancestry.com. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah, there's a few different countries. Right. So my question is, some something like that, when it's a, a family member that, that close to me and they do that, is that messing me up now? Like, if, you know, I do anything, they, you know, somebody try to go back and try to pull up his stuff, you know, the info he put in there and try to say, no, this is what... This is what it is, you know. Nope, nope. I don't think it would mess you up because number one, you know who you are, and there's a lot of other records mm-hmm. that that can be officiated other than that record. Yeah, and I and I know uh, I'll just see some other brothers break down and, and show how they actually put on theirs for entertainment purposes and all that because they're not accurate and everything. Yeah, a lot. Listen, man, a lot of them tests ain't that accurate, you know, and I. I don't take them for face value, you know, and, and knowing what we know now, you know, how can you? Yeah, yeah, how can it be accurate? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you just go a few generations back and you're talking about <laughs> hundreds of people, you know. How it is. If you go back two, 250 years in this country, right, they, they, like I said, they were classifying people by blood, and prior to that, they was doing it by by, by skull size. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, this is, you know, you have to ask yourself a question, you know, where are these people, and I think I remember Jonah one time talking about how they took, like, some 12-year-old European boy's blood and used it as a as a way to, um, you know, to basically uh, decide everybody else's blood. 
Well, this, this is what's funny to me, too, because, okay, they do all this tomb raiding and digging up these dead bodies and all that and, you know, Egyptian mummies and this and that. How come they're not using that DNA to do these, do these you know, uh, ancestry tests and all that? Good question. Why would they Good use question. <laughs> well, you can't tell me they don't have it. I, I feel like they'd have to start revealing proof then. Yeah. Because they got mummies that they found in... Uh, in the Grand Canyon, you know, right. Egyptians and tombs and shit in the Grand Canyon, you know, black people, you know, yep. yeah, ancient yeah. royalty, yeah. Why, why we not yeah, testing black people against that, you know? Yeah, yeah, they don't want to do that. <laughs> they don't want to do that. And that's why I said Canada's one of the best places you can go because at least they're testing for Aboriginal blood. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just assume not to go to any of them. I don't, I don't really want my stuff out there like that. But I'm real careful about it, my damn self. That's that's why I say you should do better to to follow like the, the Declaration of Human Rights for Indigenous Peoples. It doesn't say anywhere, anywhere in there that you had to take a blood test to be considered that. Right. You can do it by your own declaration. Right. Obviously, yep. obviously, you can look at somebody and you can tell. You know, I mean. Most of us can look at Americans and tell the difference between Americans and Africans. I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. not to be racist, but you can generally you can tell them like our cousins. I mean, yeah, you yeah, can they, tell an American different look. Yeah, they got different look. They got different phenotypes. They got different bone structures. It's different. And I, I was I was amazed too when I saw you know brother break it down and show. Some of the uh, the Aboriginal peoples in the you know the South Pacific Islands and the Southeast mm-hmm. Asia and all that, and they look more like us than people from Africa. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, man. You can go to some places in Asia. This is why they call us Asiatics too. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, because some of us had that Asian blood in us. Yep. So, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of a, a lot of a lot of those so-called Native Americans today. Came from the bear, the it was the Bering Strait. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a long history of us doing miscegenation with with Asians too, you know. And, and Asians are also, depending upon you know, I mean, because like I said, you do have straight Aboriginals in Asia. They got Afros and all of that, and then you got the ones who who have some of that European lineage in them. You know, white mm-hmm. people come in and water the bloodline down all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it's such it's a when you really look at it on a grand scale, they're such a small group of people in one yeah, isolated area. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. It ain't really that many white folks either in, in the world. Let's keep it real. I mean, they just spread out, but mm-hmm. ain't that many of them either. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's but, what I'm but they don't. They don't want you to know about the Asians up in the mountains with the Afros and all that. You know, right. check out. Um, I'm sure you probably have with Renoko Rashidi. You know, he does a, a very, very, very large. Um, does a very large amount of research. His name is Renoko Rashidi. He does a whole bunch of research on on black people or Aboriginals or indigenous people. You know, who who are from other like I think he he even did research on like indigenous people in Germany and indigenous people in in some certain parts of other parts of Europe. I mean, he went pretty deep. 
You know. Oh no, I'm not up on that. Okay. Yeah. Runoko Rashid. Yeah, Runoko Rashid. Runoko. Okay. Let me see if I can spell his name properly. I'll I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to take uh, a family member, you know, all the stuff he got on Ancestry. At least, it, at least they like linking up all the all the ancestors. I can I can pull those names and then search them on the Dawes Rose and all that. Yes, you can. I can do that. Okay, now, now Runoko wrote a book called African Presence in Early Asia. He's got another one called the African, African Presence in Early Europe. He's got the Black Presence in the East. He's got uh, Introduction to African Civilizations. He's got the Black... He's got, uh, let's see here, the Search uh, for Rudoka Rashidi, African Presence. He's got the Introduction of African Classical Civilizations. I mean, he, I mean, his books are deep, man. He's got some great books. So I, I suggest anybody check him out. Ru- Rudoka Rashidi. Mm, okay. Okay. He even did one about... Um, about the um, what is it? The, the, the big ass head, the um, the mountain Omic. heads. Yeah, the Omic heads. Yep. A lot of yeah, great information. Yeah. Okay, I'll peek that. Definitely peek that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I just I found that found that funny, man. Uh, I don't like those DNA tests. Um, yeah, I I personally, like I said, man, you know. I think that if you're going to take them, you got to know what you're doing and understand that taking them, like, I, that's why I read the 23 reasons why you might not want to take one. Mm-hmm. We don't know what all they're using that shit for. Right. 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 You know, so. Is, uh, what you said, is that, is that one of the, the best things to do is, is look at, look at those dolls rolls. I saw it was like from. Like eighteen ninety something through nineteen fourteen, or like the major years. Yeah, you can look through like the dogs' rolls. You can you can look through the blood rolls. If you had ancestors that was quote unquote full native, what they call full native back then, uh, you can look through the census records. There's a lot of different records you can look through. When I'm doing my search for people's genealogy, I tend to look through a lot of those records. Some records I can get from the Library of Congress. It takes a little while because of COVID now, but. Um, some of that stuff you can do online. Some of it you have to actually order the records. I even looked through the old Civil War records. Believe it or not, a lot of people mm. are putting the actual nationality down on Civil War records. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's 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 something that you uh, you do for people too. Then you you go through and try yep, some of that. Yeah, I do that as well. Oh, okay. Right on. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, that's all I have, man. I'm gonna just keep uh keep listening. Okay, God, I appreciate you calling. Let's say peace to the God. All right then. Peace. Peace. Let's go to uh six three six two four nine. You're on the line. Hey, peace God. What's up, brother? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Uh peace guys out there. Um, yo, great show. I'm gonna see this show over and over. Uh you you touched <laughs> baby, you hit the nail on the hit the nail on the head. You know, you touch bases on um Thank you, brother. <laughs> uh how how more is under attack, how we, you know, totally under attack completely. Um Yeah we are. Uh the Hilo cell, he he uh Lax, loved that story. He way before Oprah put it out there, you know. I I think I and, and I know that all of us have that potential in our cells, you know, to be able to yep. 
you know, be everything that Henrietta Lacksdale's were and could ever have been. You know, if we just purify ourselves with the right foods and stuff. Man, you even talked about, um, you know, how to pur- how to come back to everything. You know, once we consuming these bad foods, which taints our blood, no doubt. I mean, you consuming blood, dead things. Well, the food will do that, man, and that's what yeah, the biggest thing. Facts. I mean, that's been proven. It alters your it alters your DNA for amount of time, but of course you can get it back, you know, by de- uh, detoxing your body, you know, purifying your blood, right. you know, those herbs. Yep. Um, I just want to yep. say I'm and, thinking a few things about my question. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually met a woman, and she said she tried to tried to tell me about oh positive blood like and she tried to tell me like yo you know what well my daughter she had that but now she's her blood type has changed i said that's not good she's telling me about the new or rna well am i saying that right i just got orient blood i know these things too chemistry is my thing oh we didn't even talk about that the r 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 <laughs> they talking like that's a good thing. You know, I'm like, listen, woman. I said, I just said, listen. You, you know what they do in the hospital when it come down to like mixed couples and stuff like that. You know, make mulatto children. They got a the the red blood cells. Even my doctor said he proved that it would destroy that baby, that, 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 that yeah. embryo. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got to get a shot. The white, blood, the, the, white, the white blood cells destroy the red blood cells. It's called erythroblastosis. Yeah. Yes. 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 So like I said, I'm gonna go over this a few more times because I've been I, I set that stuff to the side like some years ago, but chemistry is my thing. Um, man, like uh, then how the hospitals trying to identify the uh, to put uh, uh, super uh, wow I can't even talk right now superiority and us uh, yep. identify you know these X men that you're talking about and stuff like that. That's yeah, they try, they try to see if you got the X blood, if you got the X genes, if you were X men. Yeah, they've been doing this. So, so that brings me to my my question. And my question is this: Even though I think that all this time, all while you you've been out here doing your show and everything, um, you, you've answered this question. But I just want to just bring it back into light. What do you think is really going on with how they use the television, the media, the radio, the papers, and stuff like that to try to say that we're all equal, we're all the same? Well, it's the it's the illusion of inclusion. In the conclusion, it's trying to it's take the over illusion. Everything. Yeah, it's the illusion of inclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 but this is the reason why they did birthright citizenship too. Exactly. Exactly. That way. That way they won't have to. I mean, that way anybody can fall into that. All you have to do is just bring somebody here or something like that. A lot of mine is just yeah. take, take take what's yours from me, basically. That's what yeah. it is. Take your land, take your title, nobility, and make it worth. Like, oh, anybody can get that. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I just want to make that clear for people and, and, and myself, you know, because I, I think that really. These people cannot be these these small amount of ruling families cannot be that intelligent. They cannot have that much knowledge. I mean, there's nothing new up under the sun that, that lets me know that they're taking our information from all across the planet, you know, and they learn and all yep. stuff against us. But the way that that's, the, the what, that's exactly attack, what they're doing. But the way that we under attack, we under attack every single way you can 
they have ever imagined, and not even imagined. I'm talking about we getting yep. attacked while we in the in the in the you know as the fetus, you know, to the very day man, they, they passed. Listen, they attacked us through every angle that they can. That's the art of war, man. It is. <laughs> well, great show, Joey, man. Uh, like I said, this is one more brother. time, man. Appreciate it. Peace be God. All right, John. Thank you, man. Be good. Yep. Let's go to four eight four nine nine five. Join the line. Four eight four nine nine five. Yo yo. Okay. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. If you wanna holler at me? Call lines are wide open. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. We'll come back, make a couple of announcements, uh, take some more calls. We'll be right back. This is me against the world. Let's be shooting, no one notices the youth It's just me against the world, baby 
best Don't let depression make you panic And when you get stranded And things don't go the way you planned it Dreaming the riches In a position of making a difference Politicians and hypocrites They don't want to listen If I'm insane It's the fame made a proper change It wasn't nothing like the game It's just me against the world Peace to the gods, you back. Peace to the gods, you back. Uh, let's go back to the call line. Let's go to 585-710. You're on the line. Hello? 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 You sound like a youngin. Who is it? Who is this? This is Isaiah. Hi, Isaiah. You got a question or a comment? Yes, I do. Um, recently okay. I just um recently I've just gotten out of the hospital and I've been diagnosed with this thing called Crohn's disease, and I was wondering if you knew anything about it. I've been reading the Henry Lack book, and okay. they took biopsies and they also took some biopsies from Reese and it's kind of similar in a way because it's kind of similar because they took her biopsy and they took mine and they never said anything about mine and I think they were taking my cells too <laughs> where, are and you have positive. where are you located in Rochester New York in Rochester, New York. So, yes. they te- they first of all, Crohn's disease is is a disease that deals with with the abdomen. It deals with inflammation in the abdomen. So, <clears throat> a lot of times they tell you that Crohn's disease um, it it can't be cured and that it's life threatening. So, you know, one of the things that I'm going to tell you to do, uh, which I I think you know. I, it may help. I'm not a doctor, uh, right? So I, I can't can't sit here and tell you for a fact. But it's a bowel disease, so which means that you have to you have to work on cleaning up your intestinal system, right? And you know, if you know anything about the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians always said that all diseases, any disease, starts in your gut, which means your intestines. So this is where things like colonics um, and things of that nature came in to help out. So I don't, how old are you? I'm 10 years old. I'll be 11. You're 10 years old. Yeah. Okay, so at ten, okay, so at 10 years old, uh, I'm not going to recommend, unless it just gets really extreme, I'm not going to recommend that, that you get a um, a colonic, right? That, that would be something your parent, you'd have to discuss with your parent. But what I would recommend is that, you guys look into more fruits, fruit-based diet, things like that. Because that's Crohn's disease, yeah. Because Crohn's is an I've been eating gluten-free bread, pasta. Okay, yes. yeah. You you want to stay away. You want to stay away from the breads and the pastas and the meats, things of that nature. You want to go back to using things um, like fruits, fruit-based diets, right? Because Crohn's disease is an inflammatory bowel disease, which means that your bowels are inflamed. So it means that it hurts to go to the bathroom, it hurts to pass food, 
things like that, right? So the best way, um, and sometimes it, it can cause what they call uh, colorectal cancer, right? Which is which is which is basically cancer um, that goes from top of the bowel down to the rectum, right? And so the best way to get rid of these things is to go on a plant-based diet or a fruit-based diet. Don't mix the two, okay? Or either or. Or either or, yeah. There's some good books that that you guys can get. Uh, matter of fact, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of titles. Okay, there's one book that that you can have your parent pick up for you. It's called the Mucusless Diet. Okay, <clears throat> be a very good book for you to for you to get and read. It's called the Mucusless Diet, and anybody listening, it'd be a good book for you guys to pick up. Okay. There's another book that you can get, okay, and it's called The Doctor-Patient Handbook, and it was written by a guy named Bernard Jensen, okay, and it deals with the reversal of disease and how to detoxify the body. So even at 10 years old, believe it or not, you can have too many hot chips, you know, and you can get a bowel disease. Me and my mommy have also been watching Dr. Sadie on YouTube, and he was saying acidic food isn't good to eat. Yeah. Either. Yeah, you want to stay away from the acid-based foods. You want to stay away from the, the the sugars and the meats, things like that. The dairy products. You want to you want to go when you have a serious issue like that. You want to go to your to to your to your foods that deal with healing, right? And and that also helps with your blood too. Well, me and my mommy were also looking for some holistic doctors to help me because when I came out of the hospital, they gave me these different kind of steroids and stuff for my stomach, and we want to find some food that can heal my stomach too. Yeah, well, I would go on a melon-based diet. Melons, watermelons, uh, cantaloupes. But my doctor doesn't really mel- want me drinking, like, smoothies, um, high-sugar drinks. Yep. So you want to so so when you get your melons and stuff like that, you want to eat them raw. Watermelon is really good. Natural sugar. Ones with seeds in them. You want the ones with the black seeds. They call them black diamond watermelons. <laughs> well, thank you for all your okay. help tonight, sir. You're welcome. Always. Thank you for listening. Tell you tell your parents we appreciate you listening and calling in too. I had a question. Peace, Joey. Peace. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having the the, the young people listening. Yeah. Um, I have a a question for you, Joey. Um, okay. Got Hopefully. I uh, sent out a uh, third party debt collector uh, letter mm-hmm. to. Uh, to a company that bought my mortgage. Okay. And so I I got the uh, I got the letter back uh, where I asked for um a, my wet ink signature, and they did send it mm-hmm. back to me. And, they sent your uh, wet ink signature back to you. Uh, it's a copy. It's not my signature. It looks. You want it what they call like authentic. 
you want to write, write the back and ask for your wedding signature. You want to have the original copy of your signature. And that house, if you guys have a trust set up, you can put that house into a trust. You can always rescind your signature on that contract. Mm-hmm. And you can gift that house over so, to the trust. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's that's what um, we're working on is, is the trust. But when when they say um, I know I I know I put the house in the trust yeah. So when they say when I ask them to validate the the debt, um, mm-hmm. what 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 the what the, the my signature uh, is on is uh, the original uh, State Farm. They they didn't show anything where I owe them anything. They 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 validated the debt for or they validated right. my obligation to the right. state farm. They're a service. But there's no, right. So huh? they're a service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's so, a company servicing. Yeah. So what you have to remember is that debt servicers they buy debt. So when they buy debt they right. bought your debt from somebody else. Uh-huh. Um and a lot of times you have to look at because it's not illegal for them to buy the debt. Well, some of the things that can be illegal can be uh, them charging you interest on the debt. That's one thing. Another thing that can be illegal is for them to buy the debt and then collect uh, after a certain point in time. But but they have to be. There are laws and case laws that that make where they have to be the holder in due course of the note. And this is the reason why we tell a lot of people set your trust up. Move that deed over to the trust. Mm-hmm. Claim the assets. Is that what you do with a so is that what you do with a quick claim? Some people do it with quick claims. I don't, I you know, I don't get too much into quick claims mm-hmm. uh, because that's not, you know, a lot of people don't like banks and stuff like that. They they hate quick claims, right? Now, quick claims are are, are lawful and legal to do, and you and I've seen a lot of people. Quick claim their their properties over to other people, right? It's, it's, it's a bee, it's a form of a bequest. I don't do quick claims, um, and I, you know I, I I'm not suggesting that you don't do one, and I'm not suggesting that you do do one. I think that you need to to look at that remedy and figure out if it works for you within your jurisdiction, right? And 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 if you decide to do one, maybe just make sure that you're doing it properly, right? Because a lot of times, just because you do a quick claim. Doesn't make sure, doesn't make where you're gonna get your lodial title. No, and right. I, I just uh, I just asked about the quick claim. That's not the thing that I. But what I want to know though is is how do I how do I get rid with um the situation where they haven't they don't have anything with my signature that I owe them money. All I see is where uh, Correct. Uh, is well, 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 they're a third party. Uh, because they're a third party debt right. collector, you have, to approach them. you have to approach them like that. You need to use the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of case law out there that deals with ways to defeat them. Um, and that's one of the things I can always show you in private and go through some of the laws and stuff with you. It's been a long time since we've done a mortgage show. I will always remember mortgage-backed securities are are one of the most valuable assets they hold in this country, so they don't freely give them up like that. That's why it's important to have trust set up to do everything in trust. 
So the trust is a creditor. Trust can move stuff over. Can convey the property, you know. So it's it's a creditor to creditor relationship. So, um, are you suggesting to put the house in the trust? How and how uh, yeah. how do I put the uh, I think that y'all need to get one of the webinars. That's not something I want to discuss on the radio, but I am suggesting that you do that. Mm-hmm. You can get you can get part three or part two. Okay. Part, I think it's part two. Trust webinar part two. We we went over that vaguely, and okay. I mean I always suggest that you put your property into trust. Now that sounds better than doing a, a quick claim. Put yeah. it in trust. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and then once it's in trust, if you decide to quick claim it, I think you'd have a little bit more protection than just trying to quick claim it without putting it into a trust. So who's in the background asking these questions? Dominique. Get on the phone and ask that question. Who is it? Dominique, tell her to get on the phone. Yes. Yes, Dominique. So you from the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made me forget what I was going to say Go ahead, what did you ask me? You made me forget you what said, I was going to say You was about to say if you was what? If you was to quick, if you was to put it in the trust or quick claim it Once that, once that process is done you, you can then step to the third party With new contracts you can nullify that whole contract. Okay, it's me now. So now, so you, so you saying that? Um, <laughs> with now, the trust will be speaking to this third party. Now, the trust would be the one sending out paperwork. So would it have like letterhead on it from the trust and things of that nature? Because I yeah. was telling her about yeah. the executor letter. I don't know if the executor letter would be something that we'd be able to use. When we were actually have the trust register. No, you're going to use you're going to use that executive letter that letter, in in the aspect of um, if you're using the estate, right? You don't necessarily use executive letters for, for the trust. Okay. So it's a little bit different. It works a little bit different. Okay. And not to be First so thing I do is put that thing in the trust. Okay. Put it in the trust. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm, 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 yeah, and I, I know, like you say, you don't want to talk about that over the air, and I've watched the third person. Yeah, because I, I don't typically deal too much with, with mortgages in the public. That's, you know, there's certain things I'll talk about in the public. But mortgages is one of the things, you know, I, I had a friend that got killed dealing with mortgages. I don't too much deal with that in the public. Well, yeah, it's a, security, it's a security interest, so, and they don't want to give yeah, that up. So, yeah, I had a friend that got that got murdered for dealing with securities. Okay, so I understand that's that's not something that we discuss in public too often. So I'll discuss it with you in private, no problem. Okay, um, and and just to just to, to reiterate, not to be convoluted, so she got this letter back. And we need to send a, a, a response back basically saying, like, they didn't validate that. We need a wet ink signature, an original copy of it. Yeah, ask them for You, you can demand, what they call it, authenticum. You can demand that from them. And, and you can use the consumer protection laws as well. I would advise you to take some time and, and, and dig into the FDCPA manual. 
Got a lot of jewels okay. in there on on the collection of that. Yeah, because I was, I was telling her, you know, we sent out the third notice, and I know after the third notice with the administrative process, you know, to take them to court, you know, whatever, but I still think that, you know, we still need to look into certain things because they haven't even validated it correctly yet, so. They'll shut um, you down. I'm telling you right now, they will shut down a court case so fast. Um, just with, you know, third-party debt collection letters are cool, but when it comes to mortgages, they'll shut that shit down quick. Yeah, because it's, it's dealing with a house, so, you know, they're not... Yep. I, I understand, because that's even like when we did the taxes, you know, we went to court for the taxes. She ended up getting some remedy for it, but they wasn't trying to get that because I know it's a security interest. It's on land. It, it's dealing with land, so... Correct. Yep, mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and remember, anything that's got a security behind it means that there's some money floating around behind it. Right. And, and and just one more thing before we get off, it kind of reminded me of um, "Seek but you shall not find." That document. Yeah. Um, yeah. Read. Not the non-UCC. And, that's right. It's a hidden yep. security interest. Yep. Because even with one of the um, contracts that she signed with State Farm. It's like, you know, um, you sign things and you don't really read through it and, and you sign away your rights in there and give them the right to do all of these um, fraudulent activities. But, you know, yeah, you with contracts and all the rest of that thing, like, yeah, hidden security and how they can pass it along and, you know, hypothecate and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hypothecation is, is, is an ongoing, very real thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I mean, we'll and, and, and just keep in mind, keep in mind when they hypo- I mean, they hypothecate your birth certificate, you know. So anytime that they hypothecate something, it means that they made their money off of it. So when they did securitization on the note, when they turned around and then sold the note, they made their money. So the person who bought the note is then the holder in due course of it. So, so mm-hmm. this is another reason why it's important to move the deed over and all of that, because then the note doesn't mean shit. That's right. That's right. Because I think you got they, had, they had that whole on. movement pr- produce, produce the note, produce the deed, or whatever it was. Um, you, you can Google that, but there, there was a whole movement about that, right? Where oh. people show up in court and people were winning their cases because they 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 tell the mortgage company, "Well, produce the note, produce the original note." Where we're at, because they sent her, they tried to validate that they sent her a note, they sent her the contract and all the rest of that shit, but it's copies. Everything is copy. Nothing is original or anything. They, so, they don't have the, they don't have the original note because they took it and securitized it. Exactly, but like you saying, we'll have more leverage putting our putting her stuff in trust and you know dealing. And also, it says that the new creditor is a bank, and I know you and Jonah have been talking about the bank natural person. So if she have her trust, it'll be a natural person and a natural person being able to, you know, I guess deal with each other. So it'll put her on a level. Yeah, well, just remember the trust is considered a natural person, so that's why she comes yeah. forth uh, under the trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we put the copyright in, but you know they're not gonna let this seventy thousand uh, 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 dollar cre- uh, so-called credit go. So it's gonna be a battle. But Mm-mm. there's a book you can get too that'll help you out. It's a book called Land Use Law. Um, it's a law book. You can get that. That'll help you out as well. 
book I, say I the use name a lot. It's called land, it's called land use land use law. Land use law. It's a okay. law book. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's All the, right. Uh, well, it's, this is the second edition. Okay. It's a book I can find it online or I gotta purchase it. Uh, it's a law. It's a law book, so you don't have to purchase it. Okay. All right. Yep. It's a, you okay. might be able to find it like a, a used bookstore or something like that, but it's a law book. I might have to check out one of those college textbook stores. They might have something in there like that. Yeah, I, I get listen. I get a lot of my books from the used bookstore. Books be yeah. cheap. They be five, okay. five to seven bucks. That's why I got That's such right. a big library of books. <laughs> yeah, I go. I, I go I, get I, motherfuckers I, cheap. That's right. It still got the information in it if it's old. Man, listen. Some of these books, I got a book. A book I looked it up online. A book was a thousand dollars. I got the book for seven dollars. I was like, "Well, shit, that's a steal." Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, we, we, more we, we have to start taking time and going to these high price bookstores, and they all over the country. You know, and this is where a, a lot of your information because you ain't gonna find it in Barnes and Noble. Believe me. Mm 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 mm. And even the library, when the libraries was open. We um yeah. we found a lot of books that they was giving away in there too. Mhm, mhm. I also suggest people take time and go into the law library. You know, every state. So okay, so every state has a state college, right? And the state colleges have law libraries that are open to the public. But even more mm-hmm. than that, the count ca- the county and the state have their own law library that's open to the public outside of the universities. Mhm, mhm. So like. So like here in Missouri, they have a Missouri Law Library that you can go into, and you can get a library card to check out books from from you know from the local library. So if you you up in New York, I I uh, advise you to look into um the, the Rochester Law Library. Yeah, we have the Southern Judicial Circuit, I believe, Law Library here, but it's not like See? how you're seeing. They don't allow for you to take any books out. But you can get on those. Um, I think it's what is the the law the law online website where the case mm-hmm. law you can get on you know and print things out or whatever you know because if you're at home and you don't pay or you're not a lawyer you can't get on but you go in there and you can get on you know for free exactly all of those. exactly mm-hmm. the plethora of information out here for us man we just got to use our resources that they have given us that's right. But when you so, when you got right now, and you know you'll be able to do those things when you know that's what you're fact. supposed to do. That's a fact. Mhm. Mhm. Right now is helping you get to the point to to the bottom line for real. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Joey, for talking to all three of us. You welcome. You welcome. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing the little one on. Thank you. Yeah, she heard you talking about Henrietta Lacks, and ever since um, we came from the hospital, you know she's. She, her health has like increased so much rapidly than I think that they was expecting her to do and so she you know she was asking like well mommy like are they doing me like this lady like you know taking taking these vibes mm-hmm. and you know watching me and oh, mommy oh, how do yeah. you protect my yeah, hell yeah they, they studying her cells yep mm-hmm. they studying all her cells yeah yeah but you know, I got I, even like what you're talking about foods changing everything, foods changing your DNA and things like that. You know, these foods give us these diseases too, and you know everything yes, has so, weight, wheat, and everything in it. 
And one of the things that I've learned about Crohn's is that the only entity on this planet that gets it is cows. So when I when I read that, <laughs> I'm like, cows. <laughs> and you got us drinking cow milk, giving us yep. a meal when we have babies, and you know, making it hard for our women to breastfeed and shit. You See? know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They put it right in front of you your know. face. And, and if you just do a little bit of research, you, you'll figure out that mm-hmm. a lot of this shit is man-made disease and stuff that comes from them. Stuff that exactly. comes from laboratories. Yeah. You know? They say Crohn's but, uh, disease can't be cured, but I, I, I disagree. It's an inflammatory I bowel disease. I don't believe it. I mean, you, you, know, you, you, can, you can do a good, um, a good digestive cleanse with the teas or a good colonics yeah. or enema. Yeah. Right and clean and clean your gut out, um, and you'd be surprised, man. I mean, I know a white boy who actually had um, he had uh, what they call it uh, colitis, right? Which is yeah. which is another form of Crohn's, um, uh-huh. and he cured his he cured, he matter of fact, not only did he cure his disease by using watermelon on a watermelon fast, but he grew his hair back. <laughs> what? He was bald. He grew oh his hair back. Well, he was getting those mm-hmm. nutrients, and that's and that's what it mm-hmm. is. Our bodies needed of the nutrients and minerals that we that we need. And so when that yeah. happens, you know, the body yep. is trying, you know, regulate itself. But but I yep. I do think that it can be cured. I think anything can be cured with the right diet, which you put in the right things in your body. And um, you know, uh, Ajay proved to me that she can do those things because. They had her fast and things while we were in the hospital and different stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I believe it could be here, too. But I'm going to give you a call, and maybe we can get together and um, get some herbs or something put together. But I have a theory, you know, about this, and the spirit sent it to me. And I believe that it's going to be a billion-dollar thing. But I'll share it with you, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I got a theory okay. about it, and I know it's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'll be, you know, I'll be happy to talk to you in private about it. We can go through some things because, I mean, there, there's a, there's just a lot of information. I've got, like I said, I got, I gave her a couple books. I don't know if you heard the books I gave her, but the mucus, yeah. the mucusless diet is a good book to get. Art by Arnold E. Rick. Okay, I mean yeah. that's one of the best ones. You know, eliminate mucus from your diet. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were watching a show about a guy talking about the 21 day mucusless diet no nothing white no pasta no nothing like that you know what i'm saying and yeah I, she, oh, yeah. she and, says and that she's no I'm, I'm a water advocate. heavy water too yeah yeah but we'll we'll call joey and we'll talk more okay. about it because i know it's something okay, excellent. i look forward to talking to you all right thank you joey have a good night okay all right you too peace to your family peace all right um, now, Sabir Bay, he says, the law library in Wichita. I thought you stayed in South Carolina. What you doing in Wichita? He said, the law library is closed. Yeah, they are closed. That's cool. Book a consultation with you, bro. Be happy to talk to you. Um, Doc362 says, bio... Bo- Bolingo ba- Bolingo Balance.com Good book The duck flower Rinse out the stomach Hard body 
No, I ain't used Duck Flower, but it's definitely something I'll look into. CMOS is very good, too. Uh, 